0: Are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes,
1: Rex and Duff.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And we have absolutely nothing to talk about today. <laughs> let's, just get the, let's just get this right out in the open. Duff's just um, going to
1: talk about filth for a couple of uh, minutes,
0: Yeah, so. I'm just going to talk about filth and Ma Pecker. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs>
1: it's the beginning of the
0: year, man. Just, it, call it's you, like,
1: just, uh, just call me Hickory Farms. Is that what you know? That's the old yeah, saying, Yeah, pretty much.
0: Right? <laughs> uh, that, that, they're, after that, though, what else is there to say? There's, there's very little. You know, call me Hickory Farms. Well, okay then, you know. <laughs> just call me
1: Hickory Farms.
0: I mean, you know, it, it's not a bad one because it, it's one of those. It's one of those lines where they're going to look at you and go, "Wait, what?" <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. It's. It, I mean, of all of all the of all the bad pickup lines, I mean, they're, they're, there's there's plenty of terrible ones, but at least that one they're going to go, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and you got to stare at them and be. Like, and you're staring at them and they're still looking at you like, "What are you saying?" And you're like, meat, my meat." <laughs> want my meat and at that point you know my luck though i my luck, i'm a vegan or whatever you know go go you know go find yourself a vegan monster and enjoy it i don't care whatever but, uh, it's, it's god stupid stupid well but you know what though it's, it's that time of the year though where where we have to say goodbye to hickory farms until next christmas anyway not that it doesn't exist but not me you know oh yeah i oh i know yeah, you bought like fifteen pounds of, of hickory farms.
1: Oh my god, the, the summer sausages went on clearance at, at Target and oh man, I practically backed a U Haul up. <laughs> man, I just I haven't been to Target in months. So
0: I completely missed it. I just completely missed it. And it, it's just shame. It was like
1: dollar twenty five like summer well, sausage. Dude, when you get those like big summer sausages, I mean that's a meal in and out of itself. Like what are you having for dinner? I was telling a friend of mine like you would just sit there and eat a summer sausage like a candy bar. <laughs> well, and and
0: you know, but then sometimes you want to be fancy and you have it for dinner and you get you know, you you get a you get a um you you get your napkin, you know, and you 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 tuck it in, you tuck it in your collar and then you get a knife and fork and a little a little thing of gourmet mustard and you just eat a summer sausage. Eat the whole damn thing for dinner would not be the first time I ate a summer sausage for dinner you know I mean there, are they're, they're, they're there's very few things in this world that are perfect you know um you know boobies and Friday the 13th part 5 and summer sausage it's basically it there is there's nothing else in the world that is that that is that level of perfect that's fine and, and no, it's true they're 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 ama- yeah I know Vinny yeah if, if Vinny was packing a summer a, a little smoky he'd be happy um <laughs> oh man what a uh, what a poor thing um no no I don't know I really I really we were we were trying to come up with something before the episode we're like what do we want to talk about today and we're like uh it's beginning of the year and nothing's happening (laughs) at all um you know what but I will ask you and and I kind of mentioned this before we recorded like I understand that a lot of bands are not going to put their album out in January, right? I get it. It was just Christmas and retail spending first quarter. It's down. I get it, right? But here's – and I also understand that, that back in the day – when you put an album out, similarly to movies, when you put an album out, what else is coming out at the same time matters, right? Like, in the movie world, one of the funniest things to me is when the movie UHF came out. Um, if you've never seen UHF, it's a it's, it's Weird Al's movie. It came, out, um, it came out the summer of 1989, <laughs> Which is the biggest reason that movie was a complete flop. Because here's Weird Al making a comedy, and a great comedy, and let's be fair, had a pretty awesome cast, right? I mean, Michael Richards wasn't a household name yet, but still, you know, Fran Drescher was in it, and she's great in it, and Weird Al was really popular at the time, but he put it out in the summer of 1989. In other words, he put it out with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Batman clearly no one was seeing uhf in the theaters when it was out with you know honey i shrunk the kids and batman where you know with records clearly you know if 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 a major band is putting an album out that week you might not want to you know you might not want to come out that same week because you know think about it it's 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 just not you know it's not a good time um because other people might be buying but then of course there's the other side like well you know this album's coming out if if i am not mistaken and i am not gonna look this up but something tells me that hammer falls renegade came out the same day as iron maiden um their uh their brave new world album uh Something tells me that's true. And I did not prep this, so I'm going to look this up. Hammerfall Renegade. Uh, when did that come out? For some reason, October 9th, 2000. So far, that sounds right. Um, uh, no, it was May 29th. Hmm, interesting. Maybe it was in a different country at the same time. Anyway, it doesn't matter. For some reason, I remember thinking that Hammerfall put it out at the same time. Anyway, um, but I remember them saying again, it might have been in one country. It, 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 forget about that. But they said, you know, they were they were really they were really excited about the fact that they put it out next to a really big album. For some reason, I think that's what it was. But whatever, it doesn't matter. And and how it was, you know, really popular. But I mean, come on, dude, think think about it. When back in the nineties, right. Um, when we were in high school, if, if, uh, well, uh, let me, let me give you an example. Uh, i I'm thinking of like, uh, when, uh, Great Southern Tranquil came out. I remember vividly waiting for wait, wait Great Southern Tranquil to come out, riding my bicycle to the mall and being there when the mall opened the day that album came out. I don't care what else came out that day. I wasn't buying it it didn't matter what came out that day. I wasn't buying it. I didn't have the money to buy two new CDs at the same time when I was that age. And if another band I really loved put a record out, it wouldn't have mattered because again, great southern tranquil it was Pantera, you know, in their in their prime, you know, in the 90s it was their prime, you know, and they um it came out. I wouldn't have noticed it. So I get all of that. What I'm curious is, does it matter anymore? <clears throat> does do, does when you put your album out really matter? Other than a point that you made, now and, and I'll let you talk about that. But I mean, you made one point about touring schedules, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you were saying how like you know it's easy to tour in the summer, at but least you, in the U.S. In the U.S. But here's my question. At least like, I would assume. But when do you have to? I mean, if, if two people, if two bands put out a big album on the same day, you know, is it like, do you just pirate them? Does it just matter what order you pirate them? You or, I mean? or stream? Not even pirate, just stream them. Or right, right. I mean, I'm joking about pirate. Well, I'm really not, but I am. Does it, it, is it mean you're going to stream
1: them? Is it like, well, well, I'm definitely not going to listen to that because this is streaming. You make a valid point there in terms of you, you've kind of almost answered your own question is you're right. You know, previously you'd think of people generally only having so much spending power as it were. Right. So people walk into a record store, you can assume they can buy X number of albums. So. You know, you want to put yours in the best position to be the one they choose. However, today, it's not even about it's it's literally it's it's you could say five new albums came out today. I'm going to listen to all five because you have access. I mean, most people or a lot of people have access to that level to just listen to them or put them on in the car or on their way to work or when they go for their walk or whatever.
0: Well, and there's there's something else I was thinking about, too. Again, let's, let's go back to the Pantera example, right? Here was another problem. If you put your – say you're a heavy metal band, right? If you were a heavy metal band and you put your album out on the same day as the Great Southern Trend kill. there's another problem. The problem is not just that people are going to buy Pantera and, whether, and buying you is just if they can buy two CDs. The other problem is you have to trip over the 15 displays of the new Pantera album to get to it because, you know, record stores, even a band like Pantera who look, look, we have discussed that they were a big band, but it wasn't even still, they were a heavy metal band. They would still, if you went, even if you just went to that side of the store, there would have been huge Pantera displays. That you would have had to that, um, maybe the next week you get put on the new release because you know record stores might do that where they like to have a little display of new releases. The problem is you have your display of new releases, but it's it's half filled up with the new Pantera and it or there's a there's a there's a a, a point of purchase. To, everything in the store is that. Now you might say, well, it's that way on Spotify, but it really isn't because. Um, even YouTube, like yeah, okay, YouTube's algorithm, you know, or they might they might pay for it to be the first thing that's recommended to you, but it, it's not it's not really getting in your way and and honestly, something to be that well promoted on dude, how many times have you and I talked about Apple Music and Spotify that I'll go into Apple music and the albums it recommends are like our hip hop or pop or or whatever it's it's records I'm not going to listen to. So it would be it would be as if like back then, you know, the giant display of you know Spice Girls albums is not going to it's not going to have anything to do with me buying Pantera. But in those days, you would go to the rock section or wherever they put their metal albums and even a even a normal CD store at a mall would still have that big album that week. So, again, if you came out, you know, uh, against something like that, it might be really detrimental to you putting your record out. I'm just wondering. And, and, of course, I don't know the answer to this. I mean, I don't. I don't I don't know the actual answer to this. But the, you know, the, the science or whatever you want to call it, the – well, I'll put it this way. The – the consumer behavior aspect of when you put an album out i just don't i just don't even know how relevant it is today um you know what i think actually here's my here's my my thought tell me if you think i'm full of crap or not you mentioned that you, ah, you know you're full of crap ah, he's full of crap here's here's the thing so so i understand You want to get an album out before you tour, right? Let's say your summer tour starts in May. Well, you've got January, February, March, April. I mean, you've got some time. You know, there's also thought behind, well, maybe you do your summer tour and it kicks off. I mean, whatever. There's different ways to think about it. What I'm wondering is how much of it is just based on whether or not you can get the damn thing printed at a certain time of the year or pressed at a certain time of the year. Because getting CDs pressed was not a big deal. There was never a shortage of CDs. Things weren't selling out on CD. If there's something you wanted to listen to on CD, you could get it. Now, we often talked about the fact that we didn't have a place to buy it. We'd have to go to specific stores that stocked it and before you could buy everything online, but CD shortages weren't so much a thing. I mean, they those things were printed like just like crazy. But bands put vinyl out and it is really difficult for them to put it out. Like, I am aware of the reasoning why bands would opt to put out fewer copies of the record than put out too many and have, you know, have excess and lose money off it. But still, we've talked before about how, you know, Metallica puts an album out and they're going to get you know, a million copies of it pressed in time. And if you're a lower band, like you're just, you you, you might get stuck in a huge. Well, Metallica huge, bought huge, their own record pressing plant. So uh, there you go. I Actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. I completely forgot about it. And why would they do that? Because, again, it's hard to get records pressed anymore. So uh, maybe that's it. But even still, dude, how many times have we looked at albums that come out and the CD will come out, but then it, the the vinyl will be like three months later. So I don't even know that matters anymore. I guess what I'm saying is, normally I would go into this year being like, well, it's January, it's first quarter, you know. Maybe you don't. Maybe you wait till later, at least February, or March, to put your album out. But man, it just does. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, and someone might tell me I'm full of crap, right? Someone who's currently in a band, um, a band that's you know legitimately putting albums out and um, you know like like uh, the, the guy you know, Bloodletter for example, might because I know you know we we they used to listen to the show. I don't know if they still do, but um, would get the no, no, really, it does matter. Um, but I just I, I would just be I would be very curious. Um, I'm actually wondering now if it wouldn't if it wouldn't be better. To put your album out. Well, like, let, let, here's an example. Do you put your album out when Tool puts an album out? I, I, I don't know if that's the best example I can think of, but if there is an album that half of the metal world blow their load just finding out there might be a new album, it's Tool, right? I can't stand them, but that's just me you know, whatever. I'm not making fun of Tool. I'm saying I don't like them. But when Tool puts out, you know, every 10 years when Tool puts a new album out, people go nuts. Like, do you do you put an album out within six weeks either way of that? Because you're just gonna, no one's gonna care because Tool's out? Or or not? I don't know. It, it's, it's just an odd thing. And I guess that's all, the, the reason I'm even mentioning all this is because it's january and <laughs> i'm looking at records that have come out have you looked at records that are going to be coming out in the near future because i haven't
1: yes i did and it, it, were you saying there's like nothing nothing i mean ghouls coming out with a new album but like for instance i looked at my pre-order list right. and i mean i think i only have like two albums pre-ordered and i think even one of those is oh king diamond's coming out with a new album Oh, is that finally coming out? Okay, cool. It's It's got a date. Um, well, I'm glad here. for
0: that. Um, I mean, I'm looking at next week. Uh, well, there is a new Saxon. That's pretty cool. You can go to the um, annual
1: Saxon concert.
0: I mean, anything
1: anything. Yeah, Saxon, King Diamond out? and Ghoul, are the. those are both coming out in February. Uh, King Diamond and Ghoul are supposedly releasing new albums. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I see. I mean, the only thing I've seen yeah, there's is cool,
0: there's I mean, the there's... there's mean, mean not not me a wrong a lot of younger bands that I, you know, um, am not as uh, familiar with, but I'm scrolling past lists of upcoming records and telling you there's a whole big pile of these that... Look, I mean, clearly there are loads of newer bands that I'm not into, but I'm saying there's still a bunch... There's there's not even many I've heard of. Uh, February twenty third, Borknagar has got a new album coming out. That's pretty awesome. I'm a big fan. Um, job for job for a cowboy who I don't even know if I've ever. No, I know I have heard them, but I I don't I couldn't tell you what they sound like anymore. Um, not into it, but okay. They're I don't even know if they're still big, but they're big enough that I know they were. They at least were at one point in time. Um, March 1st, okay, Bruce Dickinson's album comes out March 1st, The Mandrake Project. Now that, okay, to me that's a big deal, but that's also a big deal because, A, he's an Iron Maiden, but it's been, like, 20 years, um, I'm, I'm, don't make me look up the date, it's been 20 years since the last album came out, so, okay, that one's waited for, um, Let's see. Yeah, and I don't mean to just scroll down through, but... Oh, okay, March. Well, okay, maybe March is when things... Well, <laughs> I guess I... It, that's crazy, right? I was just like, maybe you wait till March. Um, uh, so the new Judas Priest comes out in March. Um, new Skeletal Remains comes out in March. They're they're pretty big. Um, I see... Oh, uh, well, Mike Tramp's putting out a new album.
1: Well, thank God for that. See, but the thing is, like, none oh, of these I'm are sure listed God. for sale yet. Like I, no, I always no, go I through I always go through like listings so where I can buy the albums. like to me a re- a release date doesn't become real until I see you can buy the album right well,
0: right and, and see that's that's the other problem too though is the the release dates are different a lot of times between the day the album drops and the day you can actually buy the damn vinyl um because it and at that point, if you're going to drop it online and not be able to sell it physically because who knows how long then why even wait just drop the damn thing. You know what I mean? Like why why are you waiting another 3 months to drop the record? Just drop the record. If people can't buy it anyway, you know? Yep. It's it, it's it, it album release dates almost don't matter anymore. Again, they do for the mega bands. I understand that Judas Priest is going to very, very calculated as to when they put that record out. Dealing with the fact that it's going to be an internet, well, it's going to be a global release. You know, it's going to be part of a huge tour. Like, there's a lot. Okay, I get it. I I get it. And well, hey, you know, Tool, I, whatever. Like, I get it. There are bands that that really matters, but for everybody else, hell, let's be fair. If you put your say, if you put your album out on the same day that the new Judas Priest comes out, is it going to impact you in any way? I doubt it. When Judas Priest puts their album out, it impacts them, but I highly doubt it has any it, it has any impact on anybody else's sales. By much, you know. By uh, <laughs> though, what's what's sad is like, you know, the Billboard top ten right now is. The difference in the Billboard Top 10 right now is, like, a matter of a dozen <laughs> albums, you know? Like, the number one album today would have been someone who was dropped by their label in the 90s. Right? I mean, seriously. The number of albums that you sell to make number one right now would have got... The, the label would have dropped you if that's all you sold, you know, back in the 90s. And I, I get it. There, there's a reason for it. Um... But Okay, so this ties into the other thing we were going to – I think actually what we were – I don't know if we were planning on talking about this, but another idea that we had kicking around earlier. Okay, so if release dates don't matter that much, I'm going to throw this at you because I feel like I've been talking this whole time. Well, you know, I talk a lot, but back in the summer of 1985, so we're talking, you know – Almost forty years ago, where there was the very famous um, Senate hearings with the PMRC, you know Frank Zappa, um, D Snyder, John Denver, you know that that really famous trial, all about the parental advisory stickers, and all the debates on all of that horse hockey. Here's my question, and I'm going to let you at least throw out whatever you have to say on this subject. Does it matter anymore? Does A, any sort of warning? uh, I don't even know whatever. No, they do. I mean, iTunes and everything does label explicit content on things. A, does the fact that it's labeled matter? And B, does the fact that it's there matter? meaning does a warning about explicit content on an album have any impact on anything anymore and does the fact that the album has explicit content matter anymore i, I i'd be totally curious your thoughts
1: on this whole topic um so i'm going to say no and 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 here's why i think no to back, both uh, wait, wait hold on i missed the one question. i thought that was just one question go ahead well it's 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 one question it's kind of two
0: parts one part is, does does the presence or absence of a explicit content label matter anymore, right? Whether that be on iTunes or Spotify, does the label of saying this has explicit content, does that matter at all? And the other half of the question would be, does something have explicit content itself really have any impact on things? Like, do people buy it because they're like, "Oh, this is explicit," or do they don't because of it? So I mean, it's kind of the same question, but not. And I can explain what I mean personally, but go ahead, give me your thoughts, and then I can.
1: Yeah, I don't think it matters anymore at all. Um, I mean, I think that that if you look at modern music as a society, we've become desensitized to almost everything. And what I mean by that is, dude, I, I don't, I don't even know if I can say what it stands for. But I mean, one of the a pop radio hit was that 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 song, W.A.P., remember that? Yeah, I remember it. And, and they're literally playing this on the radio. And it, w- the thing about it was, if you looked at what the PMRC, I'm going to look, what was it, the Filthy 15 or something?
0: Yeah, it was a Filthy, was it 15?
1: Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, Filthy 15. Um, let me see, I'm going to have to look up list. I want to see what yeah, they Prince
0: were. Yeah, Prince was on it. Um, Judas Priest was on it. I remember Motley Crue. I'd have to look up the rest. Um, let me there see. Here we go. I found it. Okay. Uh, Motley Crue, ACDC, Twisted oh, yeah. Sister, Wasp. Prince, Sheena well, Easton, okay. Judas
1: Priest, Vanity, Motley Crue, ACDC, Twisted Sister, Madonna, Wasp, Def Leppard, Merciful Fate, Black Sabbath, Mary Jane Girls, Venom, and cindy lopper so by the way i
0: love i love that next to it if you look to on wikipedia what's the problem with the lyrical content i love that it just says sex slash masturbation i love it i just love it can, can our show have explicit content on it
1: and just have next to it be like explicit content for sex <laughs> slash masturbation. masturbation well i don't think it counts if it's what you're doing not what you're talking about oh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>
0: what, dude? It's like a, it's like, dude. I watch anymore. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off real quick, but these kinds of warnings are hilarious now. You know where, like you'll because you, you know the warnings before things come out. God, I have seen some of the most outlandish ones. Like I, I'm God. I'm trying to even blank. I mean. You know, well, smoking. I was like, okay, well, glad I know that they're smoking. Yeah, in this. I, like before TV shows and stuff. You mean? Oh God! Well, yeah, but some and some of them are outlandish, like,
1: like stressful conversations. Yeah, smoke. What? Like smoking kills me. It's like warning: this show contains smoking. <laughs> <laughs> like, and and they don't they don't mean smoking a pecker. They mean like, <laughs> you no. know. But
0: I swear to God, though, I've seen something as dumb as like. You know, stressful, stressful situ. Yeah, I've seen something. I don't remember how they worded it, but it was like stressful situations. So my you're thing- warning me that there is something. There is a scene in this movie where someone is stressed. It's funny, anyway. you know.
1: You know what it reminds me of? Like you, like I, I think of when you when you were talking about like Matt, you know, masturbation or whatever. As far as like a warning, I always think about uh, that scene Remember that Beavis and Butthead episode where they can't laugh? Yeah, and they find out that's that's the sex ed week. So, when you're talking about, you know, oh, yeah, have a warning on our show about masturbation, I can just imagine us. Welcome to the heavy metal hangover. We're going to be talking about the penis. We're going to be talking about the vagina. And we're going to be talking an awful lot about masturbation. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Mr. Buzzcut, like, they, they're like, do you find that funny, butthead? Do you find that amusing? <laughs> and they get out of school and they're like, yeah, that episode beves about it. it's like, you know, the principal says they can't laugh or else they're expelled, and then you know they go over like, if they get expelled, they will be sent to a horrible school where they will have their asses kicked every single day. <laughs> like, it was just funny, but you know, it's funny though because you look at this list, and aside from like Venom and maybe merciful fate. And the only reason I in wasp, okay. Wasp venom and merciful fate. Yeah. But venom and merciful fate were bands that 99% of the planet had never even heard of. Right. But I mean, but I'm just talking about like, if you look at wasp, if you look at this list, this list is fairly innocuous aside from like wasp venom and merciful fate only because, you know, I mean, obviously the wasp song animal F like a beast. I mean, like that's, that's pretty graphic. But then you know, merciful notice they don't
0: no, notice they don't though list the presence of pornography on the floor. Well, he's got pictures of naked ladies. You know, That's what I'm saying they don't they don't mention
1: that he has the pornography. You got my, anyway, uh, but now in the but the merciful fate and venom, they were overtly satanic. You know, I mean, yep. frankly, the song possessed. I I mean, I'm surprised that that was even the one they talked about. I mean, like there is tons worse, but. So, but it's funny, all the other bands are fairly innocuous. And th- what going back to what I was saying originally is, if you look at back when these songs were out, with the exception of the Wasp song, a lot of these, like, a lot of these ones that list sex, I mean, I'm not too terribly familiar with, like, the Sheena Easton or the Madonna, but I can tell you right now, I promise you, they were fairly subtle like shebop's not like i went in my room and rubbed one out like you know it was like they it was fa- it was fairly subtle it was they used a lot of uh double entendre and stuff like that if you look at modern music it just flat out says it it's not clever you know it's like it's like the james bond movies how you know you're like oh my name is Mary you know my name is uh, Plenty O'Toole oh named after your father which turned into you know I, I don't even remember the ones in, in Die Another Day where I mean they weren't even funny because they were so just like it, it's like james bond went from like making jokes like i always wanted to have christmas and turkey to dude i just had sex with you like that was like a bondism after yeah that. i mean but if, if this trend continued it would be like james
0: bond you know she's like he's like hi i'm james bond hi hi i'm the hole you're
1: about to stick you know like yeah. what my name is hole you're about to stick like <laughs>
0: My name. My, <laughs> my de- Hi, I'm James Bond. Uh, my, my name is Random Bond. Snatch. Yeah, Bond. <laughs> James Bond. Oh, nice nice to meet you. I'm dripping wet. What? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, uh, I oh. mean, but like, if you look I'm at modern crotch, music, crotch, you know, but like, if you look at modern music, like, my name is The Drip. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, I'm The Drip, and here's my twin sister, The Clap. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, please. Bond would be like, ah, you think that's going to stop <laughs> me? Never stopped me before. <laughs> Never stopped me before. A couple- Q's got a shot he gives me monthly for that. Um, no, but I mean if you look uh, at modern- he, he would have a gadget. <laughs> yeah, Q would
0: have a gadget. He would- he, some, something in- his, something in James Bond's new car would have some sort of STD prevention. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll do it in my car.
1: <laughs>
0: Can you just imagine Q being like, Oh, this shoots lasers. Uh, this is an ejector seat. This stops you from getting the clap. <laughs> It's a. Yeah. Oh, God. Now, pay oh, attention, God. Bond. <laughs> pay attention, Bond. No, but uh, I mean. Always
1: make sure she's bent over.
0: That,
1: yeah. You know, this is only works. This is going to be very now. uncomfortable. Um, no, oh. yeah. They, Q pulls reverse out Kyle something Gore, Reverse Gore. attached to it, and he's. <laughs> oh, but no. I mean, what I'm saying is, that, like, if you look at these songs, like, I could I guarantee I could look at any one of these songs, like, Shebop, I know, kind of, be, just from the reputation it has. Um, but I mean, like the Madonna song, I have no clue about. Um, I'm gonna look Vanity, I, I've, I, I wouldn't know a Vanity song if it punched me in the face. The Prince song, Prince was always very clever with his lyrics. Meaning, Prince would never come out and say something. He would just, you know, he he do double entendres or or euphemisms or you know analogies or whatever. But you know, it's just, but. You know, I, and I get like you know, Black Sabbath. The, the Madonna and- one
0: is is really funny. I, don't I, I doubt The it. funny, like the fact that it's it's stupid. Well, that's Gonna what I Gonna dress mean. you up in my love all over your body. Feel the silky touch of my caresses. I mean, li- literally, that's kind of the whole song. It just repeats. Gonna dress you up in my love. It doesn't even say like make sure you wear a glove. Like it just says gonna dress you up in my like this is-, is yeah. Well, I mean, look, we 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 both know that they
1: were fishing. Well, they weren't only fishing. I mean, they were They they needed uh, they needed content, and not only that, but in order to push in order to push their point, you can't pick the worst of the worst because the worst, like the like wasp, f you know, like animal f like a beast. I mean, that's into the coven and like possessed. Those are like okay, those are obviously outliers. Why you can't find other songs? Not only that, but you also needed again. You're gonna come to them with here's venom and merciful fate and wasp. Okay, bands that maybe like 10% of like your your you know 10%, 10% of the un- underground metal crew. Yeah, I I've mean like your under, the underground metal crew who and that doesn't count like the glam metal crew. So Well, and of, of course you you have to come in with it. And and we also know too
0: that Tipper Gore and all those they they even misquoted lyrics
1: half the time.
0: Oh yeah. They were so I mean I I I <laughs> and, get the MRC themselves and, being.
1: And if you listen to D. Snyder's explanation, I mean, he was like, you know, they were like, oh, this is about bondage. And he goes, actually, it's about my guitar player having surgery and being scared. And then, you know, them being like, I, you know, like, this is quite obviously about that. He goes, well, no, but he goes, if maybe you're looking for that. I, yeah. I love yeah, the fact that he told more, Tipper Gore, you're, you're finding what you're looking for. He basically says she has a dirty mind, which is, you know, awesome. Yeah. Um, but, but, I anyway, you know, I'm on. saying like, you know, but if you look at modern music, like it's not even clever anymore. You know what I mean? Like, like ACDC, that song I'm very, let me put my love into you, babe. Let me cut your cake with my knife. Now it would be like, let me, you know, I, you know, I can't even say what the, what, what the modern lyrics would be to that. And I don't mean by ACDC. I mean by any like pop musician now. You know, like I mean like if you if you look at like most of the pop like the, the Nicki Minajs and the Cardi Bs, like they wouldn't say let me cut your cake with my knife. They'd be like they would just flat out say it in the most graphic way possible and it would get played on the radio and and anywhere that would play music now. It would just be like my wang, my wang, yeah. my big wang in your butt. <laughs> yeah.
0: Clearly well, they wouldn't say wang. We're saying wang. Seriously, like I could you I would I would not be surprised if there was some Big song by some idiot rapper, you know, I mean, we, what, what did I used to say? It was, um, my guns, <laughs> my guns, my, guns, my, guns my, r- my car, car, my, my rims, rims. <laughs> you know, but seriously, now it would be like my wang, my wang, your butt, my wang and your butt, your, b- and they would <sighs> sell you know, it would sell ten copies and be the biggest hit of the year. Ten and copies,
1: <laughs> the biggest hit
0: of the year. Ten, all ten copies, <laughs> all, all ten copies of that record <laughs> will come out. Whoa, um, you've sold ten copies, <laughs> but <laughs> of course, but it, it would <laughs> they would they would do some they would be able to do a stadium tour after that. You know, my wang, my wang in your butt. They would they seriously would it would be that stupid? Um, but no, of, of course, of course. But let's be fair though shortly thereafter and certainly by that point there were plenty of albums that would that would push this limit pretty far that would that would really push it again you know she bop and let me put my love into you like that's just stupid appetite for destruction has a hell of a lot of um, a hell of a lot of, you know, legitimately explicit content. Um, by the time the nineties hit, I mean, come on, look, it was the nineties. It was the era of jo- you know, Jerry Springer. I, I get it was the nineties, but I mean, dude, there were a lot of albums in the nineties that were, you know, dude, use your illusions one and two by guns and roses are huge albums and half of it is pure filth. Half of it is just outlandish. I mean the the song "Get in the Ring," which I can recite the whole thing. Trust me, I can. Yeah, but I mean, thing. like
1: even those songs, it was a lot of, of 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 uh, <sighs> it was it was just vulgar. I mean, it was, it, was it was a lot was of scary. language, more so than it was overtly describing. La- I mean, like, oh again, no, no, it
0: was it was just bad language.
1: That's the thing. Like, it was a lot of offensive of it was language. Just bad like language. The the moderns and look. By the way, when I when I'm talking about this stuff. I don't care. So I'm not sitting. Believe me when I say I'm not sitting oh, hell, here I saying like, oh, clutching my pearls, being like the things they say nowadays. I don't know. I care. I have them on vinyl. I still listen to yeah, them all the time. I, well, but no, no. I'm, I'm even talking about the modern modern music, like the stuff I don't listen to, like the 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 Cardi B's, the Nicki Minaj's. I'm not. By the way, when I'm saying all this stuff. I don't care. Like it's not like I'm saying they can't say this stuff. I I'm just comparing care. it and contrasting it to what was in the what was considered I, I offensive in the past. I don't care what any of these artists do and I don't
0: care how offensive something is to. Look, if there's anything in the world I would be the first person to tell you, and you know this, is that I I am a I I am a big supporter of uh, of freedom of speech and freedom of expression. And if someone wants to put out an album, you know... Well, hey, let's just be fair. I have lived my entire life with the George Carlin philosophy or there are two knobs on the radio. One turns it off, the other one changes the station.
1: So, I, I, I But I just wanted to clarify. If, so by like, the
0: way, and if a store is selling a record you find offensive, A, don't buy it, and B, shop at a different store.
1: Anyway, continue. But that's what I'm saying. You know, like, I'm saying again like it's i just wanted to clarify that because like at you know thinking like to how i'm saying this it sounds like i'm like oh i can't believe they're saying these things nowadays which is not what i'm saying at all i'm just saying compared to what they used to you know what they used to view as offensive like shebop compared to wap i mean Holy crap. You have Cindy Lauper singing a subtle song about female masturbation versus two like people singing about like overt, like, you know, I'm ready to go, so to speak. You know what I right. mean? Like and, and this, not even like way, dressing conversa- it up and being clever. I'm looking I'm gonna look at the lyrics of that song. By, by I the way, way never actually read would- the
0: lyrics. Yeah, I haven't either. This conversation would be a little different if we as a show were not
1: purposely keeping it clean. Um like, <laughs> this Oh my god! I have to say it this way. So I've never read the lyrics to, the, to WAP. And by the yeah, way, I, the only reason I keep bringing that song up is because I'll be honest with you, it's the only one I've ever heard of. <laughs> because it was the one everybody was talking about for a long time. So I gotta say this: the the first the first lyrics to this are, and I'm gonna say it the cool way: "Hua's in the house. There's some Hua's in this house. There's some Hua's in this house. There's some Hua's in this house." Like literally, like. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet, wet ass. You know, whatever. I'm. I, I don't want. I don't know if I can say it or not. Give me everything you got for like, like seriously. I, I can't even say half the yeah, lyrics because I, 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 I will I,
0: get the show canceled if I even read half the lyrics. Can so. I tell you what I, what I love about today's culture though? What is the fact that what the, the, fir, the first, the first line is. One of the lines is
1: spit in my mouth, look at my eyes. I mean, God, God.
0: I'm almost starting to like this song now. I was um,
1: to so. say, do a metal cover of it. Yeah,
0: why not? <laughs> Dude, what did you say the first line was? Who was in, this in house? the house? Who
1: was, Dude, not whores. Who was. You know what I love about it? Was what? like,
0: God, I, I'm such a. I, I swear to God, though you—we both know this is true. I want we, you to park that Big Mac truck right in this little garage, <laughs> dude. Here's the thing, though: if the if the if the song if the first few lines of the song are oh, "There are horrors in this house," you know damn well what would happen if you were sitting at a bar. A, the woman next to you would be like, "Oh, this is my song," and then, <laughs> and then all of her all of her friends would go up and they'd start dancing. And by the way, I'm I'm being honest here. That was exactly what would happen. Dude, you know, that stupid, like, look at how many idiotic songs that, I'm serious, though. Like, it would be the, is, like, is that the next
1: version of all the single ladies? Like, it used to be like, all the single ladies. Now it's like, all the whos. Bring me all the whos. Like, get for all the instance, whos up front. But again, I, I want to I highlight this. This was a radio hit that they played on MTV, that they played on radio, everything else. And I can't read half the lyrics on this show because we try to keep it PG-13. I look at Shebop, and I can read the whole song. Like, like literally, I've been thinking of a new sensation. I'm picking up good vibrations. Ooh, Shebop. Like, that's a line. Like, you know, the, oh, here's one for you. They say I better stop or I'll go blind. Like, that's about as bad as it gets in that song. And they're, like, saying, oh, my God, this song is awful, terrible. And so, again, to compare and contrast, so you're asking me, do I think a parental? So going back to the whole source of this conversation, do I think a parental advisory sticker matters? No. Why? They're putting worse stuff on the They're putting the stuff that they used to want to put those stickers on. They're just playing on the radio now.
0: Well, so let me let, let me. So I, who I can, cares? I can phrase the other half of the question better now.
1: Oh, you know what? I will also say this as a factor, too. With kids before, you used to have to go and, as we said, you used to have to go into a record store. So you'd put that CD or vinyl or tape or whatever away down on the counter, and if depending on who was working, if it was some teenager who didn't give a crap or the guy who owned the store who didn't want to get in trouble, they might look at you and say, "I can't sell that to you." Now you th- you honestly, kids have like forty different ways to get that song. They have YouTube, they have Spotify, they have Apple Music, the freaking radio, like I said before. Well, like. B- by the know, way,
0: my favorite thing that exists on the internet, truly, is anytime you go to a website that sells
1: alcohol, you have to put in your age first. Well, yeah, you, we talked about that before, how you go to a booze site and you have to say, I'm 21, like what kid's going to go, ah, damn it well no no no. But what's, what's 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 funny is if you if you want to look up a can of beer
0: you got to tell them how old you are if you want to if you want to watch three women f a horse you don't have to
1: that's just totally fine you
0: know what i mean they're like you used like, oh, to it's have just to. an orgy it's just an orgy you know no one cares i always um, like
1: that scene of chasing amy Every every so often not always but sometimes
0: i like the idea <laughs> um uh but so so here's but here's my question though there was a time. And remember when I said th- th- does the sticker matter? But the other half of it is does the actual explicit content matter? And here's what I mean by that. When when we were kids, it went both ways. Partly there was the yes, there were <laughs> albums that you couldn't get, but on the on the flip side, come on, dude. Every kid in the 90s wanted to own albums with explicit content. And you would sit in your room and be like, hee! He, dude, he said I will the never. Dirty words.
1: Dude, I will never forget being in sixth grade listening to Nine Inch Nails and listening to uh, Pretty Hate Machine. And that, yeah. the like, and the devil wants to F me in the back of his car. Dude, me and my friend used to literally stop whatever we were doing just to hear that line and be like, dude, he said it.
0: <laughs> like, well, dude, I, I mean, come on. I remember. Well, I, I always use like, the, the first album I ever heard on CD. I mean, as the format. You know, I listened to records and cassettes before. That was Usual Illusion Part 2. And me and a buddy of mine would sit there and we would listen to Get in the Ring like in constant repetition. Worst part is like I didn't even know, I didn't even really know what it was about. Meaning like, I mean, it's pretty straightforward that it's about, you know, the, the rock press making up crap about them. But I just knew that, Get in the ring had a whole bunch of, had a whole bunch of bad lyrics in it. I mean, dude, like like on um, on User Illusion one, the song "Back Off, Bitch," Mega
1: Mega me. Like
0: we used to, oh my god, we used to listen to that. All the time. Double talking jive was another one. You know, we'd be like, November Rain, yeah, skip it. We want to get to the I mean, it- <laughs> the-, the reason I wanted to listen to that album was because November Rain was on it. And we spent more time listening to stupid songs on the record just because they had, you know. Dude, I remember come on man, I was in I was in seventh or eighth grade when I got um uh when I got Ragnarok. Uh I think it was in eighth grade when I got Ragnar yeah, it was in eighth grade. That was when I got even Ragnarok offensive. by Gwar. You know, <laughs> well, don't you just admit it? You're a dirty, rotten son of a bitch. Like, why don't you? 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 Well, I can I admit I still think it's the funniest thing ever. Like I have clearly, not, gr- I have clearly not grown up at all since the first time I listened to that. You know, but I mean, come on, we all we all had albums where there were, you know, you would go out of your way. There was something, you know, you know that the the, the film and They pay good money to curse out loud, like how many albums did we listen to in the, in in the 90s that the best thing about them or at least what got us to listen to them i mean those i mean uh, the members of not motley Crue, i mean Nikki 6 used to always say like he he welcomed the parental advisory stickers cuz all it did was make people want to buy them he's like it just it just makes kids want them more but on the other hand you know the explicit content that was in songs you know, come on, dude, when you're twelve years old, like what's cooler than hearing somebody swear? You know? <laughs> can I, I still can feel I this way? Can I interrupt
1: right. you by saying something that's semi on topic and mostly yeah, off whatever. topic? This is hardly a topic. We're just talking about cursing out loud. So there there's something that there's something that's annoying me. The first thing is this. So I, I you know, somebody one of our listeners let us know that there is an arch the, the the last Arch Mateos album or Mateos album i can't speak today was on metal blades website for seven bucks it's on vinyl for seven bucks right like that's insane like I, if the album is awful i would still pay seven bucks just so because i have the first one just to own it so you know i'm looking through the i'm thinking to myself like you know you can't just order seven bucks and pay shipping um and this reminds me of, of kind of what we're talking about here a little bit. You asked me before. So I'm looking at T-shirts because I was thinking to myself, yeah, like, t-shirts. dude, you know what I kind of want? I kind of want a cattle decapitation shirt because I've I've gotten really kind of into cattle decapitation. Like, you know, we both really enjoyed Death Atlas. And I recently picked up, um, I recently picked up, uh, uh pff, I'm having a brain fart, uh, Terracite, um, and, and I recently I picked up uh, which one was the one before Terrace. See, I'm like not I'm I'm having a brain fart right now. I but anyway, so, you know, anyways, um, I uh, I'm looking at there I and I realize that I don't like any. Oh, uh, see, I can't. You know why I forgot it? The Anthropocene Extinction. <laughs> anthropocene. Poc- poc- I can't even say that one. Yeah, the Anthropoc. Uh, I recognize the cover. Yeah, I, I it's the guy with the that. rotting guy, which which was funny because I also, it came with a poster. And I thought to myself, man, when I was like, f- like 15, 16, this thing would have been so on my wall. <laughs> like,
0: You know what I mean? It's well, funny. You know what, though? I mean, we've talked about a million times how much the album cover mattered. And we realize now that it still does kind of but I think it matters more to people like us than it matters the younger generations. <laughs> this would be the other side of does it matter? Does
1: explicit content on an album matter? Anthropocene, by the way, it's the Anthropocene yeah. extinction. So, um. Uh, um anyway, so I, I'm like, I, I realize that, like, dude, I hate all of their shirts. Like, <laughs> they all, like, I don't like any of their shirts whatsoever. They all have very cartoony art. Like, I love their album covers because their album covers are, I think you know, they're painted pictures and stuff like that. Right. But I'm looking at their shirts and all their shirts are, like, cartoony. And by the way, I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm not making fun of their shirts or saying that people can't like them or whatever. You're saying you don't like them. I'm just saying, like, I'm not a terribly. You know what, you know what it reminds me of? New school tattoo art. Hmm. Like you, you know you know exactly what I mean when I say that. Yeah. It reminds I mean. me of New School. So but the other thing, the, the thing the reason I was gonna tie it into all this was because or tie it back to all this is because you once asked the other band that they have, you know, because I, I have to sort by size because I'm I'm a I'm a real man. Um is is the other band I'm like looking at, I'm like, oh, and I'm thinking to myself, like, man, I do really like the goat horse shirts. <laughs> They are pretty cool. But I'm like thinking to myself again, like, would I wear a goat whore shirt anywhere except for like a concert? Like, do I want to spend like $30 on a shirt that I know I'm never going to wear in public? I would just cross out
0: the word goat and I'd love it. Well, I mean, I just wear a whore shirt. You it just, just wear an it. I heart. No, 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 no. I know. I don't want any of that. Kind of like, you know, um, uh, Dimebag used to have the shirt that just said beer. Yeah. <laughs> Like if they I sell tour, that now. By the way, on a site, if I, if I was if I was on tour in a band right now, I would have a shirt that just said "whore." That's all it would say. <laughs> I, w- I would tell people all day. It's pronounced hua. hua. I would I would correct their pronunciation.
1: No, you'd you have know. to do it. You'd have to do it like, um, you'd have to do it like whale oil beef hooked. Whale. You'd oil have to. Hook you'd hook have one. to. Per, you'd have to put it phonetically on the shirt. <laughs> hua. like um, who were hua like who were who were there you go you have to put who were on the shirt a. like who were it, you need it, you you need to have that shirt made that just says who were like who uh, w-h-o and then were w-e-r-e
0: I, I would definitely wear a shirt that said a she was a whoa. i would totally <laughs> i would totally b, wear that she hit me and on the back you'd have b she hit me <laughs> a
1: she was a whoa. it's the greatest <laughs> line of the sopranos ever um but like going back to what we were saying before like You know, but it's funny because you know, I mean, like when I was a teenager, I wouldn't have cared. As an adult, I'm a little bit more sensitive to what I wear, only because you know, um, I I don't know. Like I I generally don't care, but you know, I I don't know. I, I have a, a, you don't care, but you're probably,
0: but there's a big difference between caring about the content and being conscious of where you wear
1: it. Right, that's what I mean. Like, like you're, you know what I mean. I'm like not gonna walk. I really don't want to walk through the toy section at Target looking at action figures wearing "whore" and gigantic letters across my chest. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. I mean, I would, but well, um, no, yeah, you'd be. But...
0: <laughs> I've Never done mind. worse. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I've done worse, but no, it's it's I don't anyway. I don't know. It's weird. But here's an, here's another thing too. I mean, it's it's the the changing of society, right? Like I said, when well,
1: okay when oh you- i could get me on a t-shirt and what would that be uh you know a, get a black dahlia murder shirt with the band on the car oh yeah because <laughs> everybody says hey, oh you, yeah we posted a long like time ago a picture of me next to a picture of trevor even when you sent it to me i'm like my god that's so freaky <laughs> yeah it's, we, it's pretty freaky like the two of us especially when i have a beard it's got- like uncanny like I, totally I remember I was at a concert one time and I was somebody was like staring at me and giving me weird looks and I was like thinking to myself like why are they staring at me and I'm thinking to myself like they're probably looking at me like dude I thought you were dead <laughs> like, and I don't mean to be like disrespectful wow. or morbid but they probably were looking at me like holy crap I thought he was dead you should have zombie walked out out of the room man. <laughs> that's I'm not making
0: fun of him being dead. I was just saying it would have been funny to screw with the guy. Like, I'm not making fun of him. Yes, you are. No, well, you, you got to do the Beetleger. You got to do the Beetleger. Some, and the jaw just falls off. You know, not, not like, you'd know, you have to figure out how to make the jaw. Right. That is, by the way, I mean, I know the nice effing model is great. But my favorite part of that entire movie was goes, and his jaw falls off. I don't know why. I've always thought that was funny in Beetlejuice. Always.
1: I, I always see, see, I, I, always laugh because I always say, if you want to know what it's like to meet Duff in person, just watch. watch the scene where they dig up Beetlejuice. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much that's 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 not wrong. It's spot like it, the stick with the dress. Oh yeah! Hey hey! What what? <laughs> Yeah, he's not wrong. He's and not then, wrong. and then you know you they piss you off. Nice effing model. Uh, uh. Yeah, come come hang out with
0: us. Come hang out with us in New York City at a bar and uh just listen to the things that come out of my mouth. It's um it's 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 golden, you know. That that would be our if that would be our Patreon, you know, for $1,000, you're going to hang out with Duff at a bar and it'll be worth the money, I promise you. Um <laughs> but now i mean going back to what well, we we're talking about as I far as like gonna, well i have a, i have a point on that too go ahead, go okay on. go no no go ahead go ahead okay go ahead. so let, let, let's go back to you being in sixth grade right and you had a copy of pretty hate machine and you're sitting at home and you're you, you're and your buddies are sitting around and you're like you know you, you keep listening to the devil wants to f me in the back
1: of his car your little buddies
0: right so you and your friends. Well, are we didn't sitting- keep
1: listening to it. It's not like we kept rewinding it, being like, hur, hur, hur. like when it came on, I we will. were like, ha ha, you said the f word. You don't know, believe. The difference is though.
0: Now you oh, could please be in by sing- sixth grade, you were saying way worse stuff than that. Uh, you're not wrong. Um, by today's standards, though, you and your buddies could be sitting in a room, being like, "Hey, let's go on, let's go online and watch." a devil bang someone in the back seat of a car. <laughs> you,
1: probably- you could actually watch it. Now. You could watch it, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. What is it I, rule what is it rule 39 of the internet or something like that? That was rule 42. Whatever,
0: it doesn't matter. Um it's rule something, 32, <sighs> something, it's rule something. Um uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Rule thir- 39, I can never remember. I can't remember what it is. I'm looking it up now. No I don't know. Who cares? Point is, uh, oh come on! You know there has to be there has to be videos uh, on on the hub of someone dressed up as a devil banging somebody in the back of a car. <laughs> like it has to happen. If there isn't, I'll take care of it and make sure it does. Um, I'll film one myself. But it it did so. So my question is: Is there even any? Is there any appeal to something? Well, okay. Look, look. Let, let's think of this podcast, right? We have always maintained that we're PG thirteen. We're PG thirteen, right? I mean, we might say balls. You know what I mean? Like we don't we say boobies. Like we don't really say anything vulgar on this show, um, but we do that, and it's and it's funny because especially me like, i am not um i am not someone who uses uh subtle language <laughs> i am uh, it's rule 34 34 and it was one of those um i i am not someone who likes euphemisms i curse i don't curse like a sailor sailors curse like me right i do really like i have a i have a very dirty mouth let's just put it that way um but we made a conscious effort on this show to not use explicit language again dick and fart jokes are as far as we go but it's not we don't really use explicit language on here and we do it for two reasons kind of we didn't want the explicit logo but i don't even think that matters because on top of everything i don't think the fact that we have an explicit content label on itunes would ever have any impact
1: on people listening to us i don't know but i think the people that listen to us um, I think the people that listen to us uh, wouldn't care. And a matter of fact, I think they would actually maybe even prefer the show. We've had to explain it to them before. And I th- I truly believe that this is this is true about both of us. Look, bottom line is we have real lives away from the show. And I think that the PG-13 rule for us not only makes the show more accessible so you can listen to it in the car with your like three kids in the back, but it's also it keeps us in line. Because I feel like this show would go way off the rails into, like, something we would never want anyone to hear very quickly if we well, didn't limit ourselves like that.
0: And quite frankly, when you can swear, it's lazy. You can be yeah. lazy about it. You
1: I know? mean, how many comedians do you ever see? They just swear and everybody laughs. I mean, well, I mean... Like Eddie Murphy, you said, you
0: know, you you have to, you can't just go out on stage and curse. You got to have jokes between the curse words. You got to put some jokes in between the curse words. It's not Like know, I'm like, blah, 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 good night, everybody. Yeah. F you. Right. Well, I, so I mean, I've said this all the time, though. I, I mean, when when you have when you have, well, look, look, I, I've said this about Howard Stern. When Howard Stern was really funny, and he's not funny anymore. He just, dude, Howard Stern does amazing interviews now, and he does amazing. He has amazing live performances on his show. I, I will. I. He's a very professional guy, and it's funny. He's one of the like best in radio now. But when Howard Stern was really funny was when he had envelopes. He, when he had a line he couldn't cross. When he had to deal with the FCC because he had to work as hard. He worked as hard as he could to get as close to that line without going over. Because if he goes over it, he's going to get fined and fired. And sometimes he did, but when when you have to you have to be creative i mean think of think of pri- the movie private parts one of the greatest movies one of the greatest comedies of all time i'm sorry to anybody who's never seen it it is easily one of my favorite movies of all time easily easily one of my favorite movies of all time it's actually interestingly a, an extremely important movie to me because it's something that got me into wanting to be in radio and all that kind of stuff it's a really important movie to me um, plus, you know Jenna Jameson. <laughs> when she and I, I
1: thought you'd be more into the Janine, um, well, they're both they're both great. I mean, Brrr. that's why on the show occasionally hear us go.
0: Brrr. Brrr. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was Janine, but then of course um, um, uh, Jenna was the uh, was uh, the first naked lady in radio in the uh, in the studio in the NBC studios. Um, if you didn't know yeah. that, that's Jenna Jameson. Yes, when she was really hot. Now she's just. Uh, well, wow. I mean, after after Tito Ortiz, you're you're not really gonna come back looking
1: good. But, <laughs> I'm sorry. After Tito Ortiz, you're not gonna come back looking good.
0: <laughs> I mean, to to pull back an old one, he's he's if, if there's ever been a pudwhacker, it's that guy. Um,
1: <laughs> after dude, Tito Ortiz, you're not gonna come back looking
0: dude. good. <laughs> Randy Couture literally spanked him in the, in the in the cage. I, I've ever seen uh, that. I, I, don't, I know you're not like a big UFC fan. No. Randy Couture literally spanked him, held him down, and spanked him in in the octagon just to prove that he could. You know, he just he 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 beat he beat the daylights out of Tito Ortiz every second of every round, and at the end, literally starts spanking him, like just be like a little run along kid, you know. But anyway. um uh There's that famous scene in the movie that you and I always quote, but it's the one where they play the game. They're like, blank willow, you know, blank, blank, a doodle do, you know, here's the point. That's funny. Blank a doodle do. I wrote it really big. So, you know, that's way funnier than being able to just swear. It really is. And. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, and I am I am not – look, I, I say this all the time, dude. I'm not here to stroke my own ego. I've got something else big enough to stroke. I don't need to stroke my ego. But let's be completely fair about ourselves on this show. We have coined some interesting phrases on this show, you know. We we, we have our own vernacular. We, we have we've some – ten- yes. we, We've turned a phrase or two, yes. We've we turned a phrase or two. Admittedly, a lot of them went by the wayside mainly because just – I don't know. I got sick of saying the same ones all the time. But we have our own little catchphrases and our own ways of... I mean, come on. Like We even call porn, we even call it like men's of films. But my point is, we. it's harder to do. I think we're more... We had to be more creative. And frankly, I think we're a lot more original. And I don't mean we're original because we had to be creative and come up with other words. I mean, we're original because we have our own words. <laughs> we have our own ways of doing it. We have our own ways of saying it. it. I think it sets us apart from other shows. Again, there are plenty of other shows that use euphemisms, but they would come up with their own. I mean, you know, morning, you know, uh, well, when when local morning shows existed on the radio, you know, they would have to do that sort of thing too. They would have to have their own you know, their own versions and their own things that they had to do. It gave it some character. I think it's a lot more fun than just being able to come out here and say F this and F that. you know. <laughs> and every time they said the F word, people cheered. Exactly. You know, um, it is. But, and actually, I will say this about our show, too. And, again, I'm not patting ourselves on the back. We have actually, so we have had some people that we had to explain it to. But we have also been thanked more than one time by more than one person, that we don't swear because they're like dude I can listen to you at work I can listen to you in the car. They're like yes I get it like you guys but we've always said if you can watch the movie Billy Madison in front of this person, you can watch her, you can listen to our show in front of that person.
1: So, Dan you know? lotion, good for me. You protect me. Tee hee. <laughs> I'm serious though. New I mean, magazine we, day.
0: <laughs> we we have always said we are about the equivalent of <laughs> of Billy Matt I don't even think happy Gilmore humor because he swears a lot more in happy Gilmore We Fish are of monkey <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great part of the movie. Oh god, I love those movies. I'm sorry. I Those old original Adam Sandler. I mean I, including Airheads. I mean I, I give I give Adam Sandler a ton of credit the fact that all these years later he's still able to and and look, I'm not saying all the time. Um but he still has some great movies that are I mean, dude, to think that he went from Billy Madison to even a movie like like Grown Ups, yeah, I get it. It's it's silly humor with him and the same guys. But on the other hand, like, it it he aged. You know what I mean? His humor. He can't just walk around and do the opera man anymore. Yeah. Um. And uh, so I, I have total respect for Adam Sandler. And again, I don't clearly the guy is not going to make every movie. He gets his hands on more bumper than a body shop. <laughs> Every movie he puts out isn't going to be great, but in, in, to be honest, like he's still able to put out some great stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's just it's the simple fact that I mean, you have a cell phone in your pocket, man. If you want to watch it, you can watch it. What what is so funny about saying the devil wants to f me in the back of his car when you could literally watch it happen? Like, no. you know what I mean? Like, what's the? I mean, well, and plus, plus, there's. The envelope right you gotta you gotta push it um i i don't even think that that that's not that controversial today um but uh, can we can i and, and and look look again i am gonna say this with a giant disclaimer that I am not making a political statement when I say this. I'm not making a political statement. I'm not taking sides. Don't take it that way. Well, no, I'm not. I'm making a statement on culture, not the statement on – this is not a partisan statement, but this is is a, a, a cultural statement. If you've made it this far in the episode, I think you can understand where I'm going with this. 25 years ago think of all the or whatever years ago think of all the things on albums that people would get in trouble for right think of well okay think of it this way 1985 right 1985 shebop is is up in front of the Senate you know a shebop which is does not have one vulgar word in it. It is entirely a double entendre. I mean, let's be fair. You could listen to that song and not even know that's what it's about. And I'll tell you why. Because you might not even be paying attention to the lyrics that much. You know? I mean, honestly. People don't pay attention to the lyrics that often. By By today's standards, you said it yourself. W.A.P. could be on the radio and no one would care. No one would care. Dude, you could put out an album that is nothing but vulgar vulgarities start to finish i don't care what genre of music it is by the way i don't care if it's country i don't care if it's rap i don't well really if it was rap it really wouldn't matter but i swear to god i don't think it matters what how vulgar the language you have on your records would be i think you'll agree with me to say this i don't think it how it matters how much you curse or any of those things I don't think anybody would notice, anybody would care or anybody would say anything on your record. But if you make a comment um I I don't know how to better say this, so let me just use an example. I don't want to g- If you make a comment about I don't want to say the big one, gender. Right? Or any of the words that trigger people in t- 2024, right? Guys, I'm not trying to go down a rabbit hole. My point is though
1: dun, dun,
0: dun. Look at the artists that are <sighs> look at the artists that are getting in all the trouble. Look at the the country guy. you know, the the small town country guy. that, and again, please, I'm not trying to make this a political left right statement. that's not my point. I'm saying, that guy puts out that song, and he's on the front page of every of everything. Where you could put out the f this album, and make the entire this, the entire album my wang in your butt, and no one would care. F this and f that, and, and I mean, I'm serious. You could say, you. I guess what I'm saying is, well, no, maybe I'm not wrong. Maybe I'm not wrong. It's the difference of it's controversial. The difference is what is controversial. Uh-huh. Because swearing's not controversial anymore. But saying something that would offend whatever, there's a big one, but um, things that would offend certain groups of people would get you in huge, in way more trouble now than any album with explicit content. Any album with explicit content? Like, can I? This, this is. This sounds like a stupid question. Um, I, by the way, the whole country guy small. T- I don't even really know what happened. I know he said some. I know whatever it upset people. Let me ask you that. I don't know how much you know about it. I don't want to get this specific. There was nothing vulgar in it, right? Do
1: you know what I'm talking about? No. The country guy. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it depends what you consider vulgar. Like, that's the thing. It's all it's all very subjective. Well, what I'm saying is he didn't swear in it, right? No, no, no. He, there's no... I don't think so. I mean, I... I mean, I, I'm assuming, I, right? I heard the song once because I listened to it out of sheer curiosity. And, and so. like, the video the video doesn't have, like... The video's a different story because he shows clips of, like, riots and stuff like that, well, which well, some no, people let do ask, find, let like, this, offensive though. or... No, well, no, 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 no. Here's my point, though. He's not putting babies on spikes or... No. No 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 no, 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 no. It's i. It's You're not gonna, like. It's not like you know. Let me put it this way. Nothing in that video was something you couldn't see on the news. Right. Okay. So my point is, it, this is it, not like. As the, far as like. As far as like, it's not again like you said. It's not like it was. It's, it's not, not the not happiness and slavery. <laughs> like that. It's not yeah. the happiness and slavery video by any Exactly. Yes. Right. The point I'm getting
0: at is though. You could probably put out the Happiness and Slavery video by Nine Inch Nails right now. And okay, yeah, it'll get the explicit content warning on on YouTube. Would anybody care? Hell, um, uh, what's his name? The singer of Romstein just put out, I can't think of his name, just put out a video. I showed it to you, a video like this a couple of years ago where it was like super gory and sexual and all this crazy stuff. And I've never heard like uh, one friend of ours showed me that it had zero it, it loudwire didn't talk about it you know it, it, it wasn't a thing nobody cared um this country, jason aldean is that who it is um is yes, that, is that who the country him. okay whatever God, please folks everybody understand me i'm not making a comment on a right left thing i'm simply talking about a cultural thing what's interesting to me though is it's just because what is considered controversial That is controversial now because it offended certain groups of people and it is a political opinion that's on a different side of what maybe is considered normal, mainstream, whatever. Again, not going down that road as much as saying it's just interesting because the lyrical content and anything that's on it is by realistically no standard something that ever would have been considered vulgar, but it is it is as controversial as something 20 years ago would have been just it would have taken, you know, uh, swearing and a whole big pile of boo-foo in the video for it to get that much attention. Um, so I guess, I don't know, controversy still matters, but I, I, I guess I'm saying that what's controversial is just very different now. Do you do you think people are just desensitized to vulgar language? Um, you know, like like piece of monkey as Would anybody even care?
1: No, I I mean I mean well, yeah, the thing you, is, I, I mean, mean like, the FCC like, like if some still Some dad exists. ran into pre
0: ran into pick up well, his
1: kid at preschool, and was like, "You piece of monkey ass!" I, again, I think it has to do with with the the availability of the content, and it's because on the radio you couldn't have swearing, you couldn't have people talking about, like, the the intricacies of, of vulgar lyrics and stuff like that. Now with YouTube, you can throw your video up there. It, you know, MTV couldn't play it if it had a swear word. YouTube, you can put up the whole video, and as long as there's no nudity or, like, well, I mean, even violence. I mean, like, you can go on there and watch every kill in a Friday the 13th movie, and, and like, it's right well, there for you dude, to see.
0: MTV wouldn't play the video
1: for a Tout lemon Yeah. By Megadeth, because they thought... It
0: promoted suicide.
1: And what's funny about that is sometimes YouTube gets that. Like, I remember when I covered uh, Pantera's Suicide Note Part 1, I remember I was kind of, I I didn't want to put the full title because what I thought, you know, obviously, if I post a video called Suicide Note Part 1, I thought I was going to get flagged. Like, automatically, like, their algorithms would pick it up, and it would, you know, they would think it was actually me, like, writing a suicide or, like, delivering a suicide note when in actuality I was just, doing a cover song um so I was apprehensive about using the title at first um but I I mean like I think I think that's what it boils down to now is that you know it used to be won't someone please think of the children we have to we have to keep them away from this content and now it's like you know they probably know how to find more stuff than any adult so you know, if they can't watch, if they can't, if they don't have Apple Music or Spotify, they're going to go to YouTube. If they can't go to YouTube, they're going to go to any any number. They're going to, you know, their friends are going to send it to them. Their friends are going to download the MP3 and give it to them. You know, and you won't even know. So it's like there's no block. There's not as many blocks anymore. And a lot of I think a lot of parents nowadays don't really, you know, they they a either don't understand or don't care about the internet or they trust their kids enough. You know, whether that's founded or not, I'm not going to sit here and criticize anybody for what they do with a parent. Um, so believe me when I say this is not me saying parents today. Blah, 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 blah. No, I'm saying, like, I think the kids have so much access to stuff today that it's it's not like back then where, you know, you had a tip or gore saying we're going to draw the line here and they're not going to be able to get well, to this stuff. Yeah, you can't was, do it was, it that. Certainly anymore. different. Yeah, I mean, but hell, you can't do it. You can't. It's Think like about, I mean, dude, it it, was, it's like trying to, it's like trying to hold back a tidal wave with your hands, you know what I mean? I mean, we used to drive two hours
0: away to Cleveland just to go to a store to buy albums.
1: Yeah, and I mean that. And, and, that's and, the and by the way, I don't mean to buy albums that were filthy. I mean to buy albums by bands we liked. Yeah, to buy albums by bands that most of you would have heard of before. Like I bought, I couldn't find a copy of Damned in Black by Immortal. I had to drive out to Cleveland to buy it. We couldn't buy Cannibal Corpse t-shirts. We couldn't even. We couldn't even barely. I mean, you you could get like a copy of the Bleeding. You could get like maybe a copy of Bloodthirst. But I mean, if you wanted like, you know, Butchered at Birth or Eaten Back to Life, you had to go looking for it. You know, like, or, or like, you know, like some of the, in, in some of the more obscure death metal bands at the time, especially like, um, you know, uh, Dude, if I'm I wanted, a, to- if I wanted an immolation album,
0: yeah. I had either better go see them live and buy it at their show, which I was too young to be able to do because they probably would have only played at a bar that you had to be 21 to get in. Or I had to drive two hours away to Cleveland to go to a tiny little store called Extreme Music so I could buy it there. You know, to get close to world below or something. Um, I mean, fortunately, we had the radio station. We we were able to get our hands on a lot of that stuff without having to do that. But I mean, le- legitimately, it was a pain. It was a pain in the ass to get it, which is, which is very different. Um, I don't. So I don't know. I, I like I said. I, I mean, the the root question really is: do, um, do uh do, does. Does explicit content in music really it, it does it make people does it attract people to it? You know, like it like it did back then. I mean, the number of artists that people listened to because they were kids and they it was offensive and that they liked the fact that it was offensive. Um, or is it does it stop people from listening to it now? Do they um, do they scroll through and be like, oh, well, that's got you know that's got bad la- bad language. I'm not going to listen to it, or is it just blatantly doesn't matter? It it. I mean, it's it's just funny because I mean, dude, like I mean, if if you were a kid now and you're you're like, well, well, look, don't worry about it. I, I you know, some parents are like, don't worry. They they block their kids access to Pornhub. It's like, dude, Google Images gets you anything you want. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, not only that, but you, I mean, you want to see the double
1: and somebody. You want to see the devil effing someone in the backseat of a car? (laughs) I'm just Google that right now. There's ways around that stuff. Kids are smart. Like, that's a thing. Like, you know, and and I'm not turning this into like a parenting discussion. This is still very much about metal in terms of, you know, you can't control what you can't control it. Like you can put every you can be an IT master and block down every single thing in the world. What are they going to do? They're going to go to school and look at their friend's phone and watch whatever they want. Like, you know, you don't even have to be on the school network or anything like that. Their buddy's going to have their cell phone. Oh, I'm going to watch, you know, I'm going to watch whatever I want. You know what I mean? And it's it's I, I that's why I think one of the reasons why I think a lot of times that with water and music, p- parents, um, you know, broadcast, they just thrown their hands up and said, L- you know, kids, t- teenagers and kids have always driven what's popular. I mean, that's the bottom line since since way back. I mean, I'm going back to the 50s, you know, when rock and roll started rock and roll blew up. Why not? Because adults were listening to it, because kids and teenagers were listening to it. Teenagers going out and buying the records. Teenagers were going out and, you know, going to the shows like they they were the ones who drove it. And all, all the way up through the 70s, 80s, 90s. And that's when rock was dominant. It was all the kids. You know, yeah, there were adults who liked it, too. But, you know, metal, you know, that, that's the thing. Record labels, um, bands, they weren't trying to appeal to the 42 year old, 43 year old, 50 year old, you know, men and women. They were trying to appeal to like the 16, 17 year olds. Why? Because that's where the money is. And I know it sounds silly because you think, well, kids don't have any money. Well, but th- I think th- nowadays, th- th- A, they do. Th- that's the consumer versus, that's the, the customer versus consumer thing
0: where it's like, yeah, the kids might not have had money, but. All of the money that they had was disposable,
1: and but that, and not only was all the money they had disposable, all the money went to those things. Like, so it's not like they were doing. Oh well, it it, it went to the it went to the shirts. It went yeah, to the I mean, concert tickets. A sixteen year old kid, a sixteen year old kid with a
0: part time job, ninety nine percent of the time they can spend all of their all of their money on their Xbox if they want to, you know, because they don't have child support or bills or whatever. You
1: know, well, and that's the thing, and that—that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, well, the you never know; they
0: might have child support. But well,
1: you never know. They, but in Erie, they probably do. But you know. but what I'm but what the whole point I'm saying is that, and now, you know, kids have more access to different things. So when those songs come out, like the pop music, you know, what's in what's an interesting question is, is will rock and metal ever be? I mean, I don't even. I, I would go as far as to say popular at all let alone popular, as popular. Hmm. Because, I mean, if you really look at what's out there in terms of, like, if you were to look at a top 40 list, yeah, there's some rock bands out there, but nothing like, you know, what we, a lot of them are, like, pop band I mean, there are there are a lot of them are pop bands they're pop bands who kind of are kind of like rock bands you know what i mean or legacy bands now that's the other thing too legacy bands can still sell an album legacy bands can still pack in people like regardless of what you think of metallica they're filling a stadium for a reason and i guarantee not everybody there is over the age of 40 well and james hetfield doesn't swear on stage anymore yeah well well yeah. not mm, not to the point of view like he used to he, he's not up there he wants to stop. F no, James. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't purposely
0: swear on stage anymore. He 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 says it's not that he doesn't, but that's because, you know, he swears, but he doesn't purposely swear on stage. He tries not to. Actually, you know what? That's an interesting thing to think about. I'm trying to think of the last concert I went to where the vocalist ha- the vocalist swore a lot. Interestingly, because that used to be kind of the norm. I mean, that was that was very much. A a pretty typical thing. Papa swears constantly. Does he swear that much? Oh, yes, he does. Okay, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) He has such a wimpy voice that it loses it for me. But, like... He's playing a character. I know, I know, I know. Um, uh, Last time I saw Anthrax, Joey Belladonna did a great job of still dropping the F-bomb a lot.
1: Did a, I like how you say he did a great job of
0: swearing. He oh, <laughs> yeah. did. Joey Belladonna represents, man. <laughs> he, he did a great job. He I, just, did a, he, I would he just did like a, to say. He did a great job of swearing. Uh, does Phil swear?
1: I haven't seen Benchera live.
0: Well, me either. I um, mean, not,
1: not since like. I mean, the I 90s. know he
0: doesn't go off with the BS breath in the face. <laughs> but like,
1: Well, um, the, the thing about Phil now is, though, he... I, he I know probably is almost scripted because, I mean, like I said, Zach and Charlie were probably like, well, you can't say the crap you used to say when we're on stage that with you. and That and opening for Metallica, they, that alone is probably
0: a you can't swear all that much.
1: Well, the, and I mean, the bottom line is, too, like I said, he's he's been in so much hot water for the stuff he's said and done on stage, they probably have him on a very short leash. Probably, but I would be surprised if any band, if Anthrax
0: opened for Metallica if they wouldn't be like hey joey you can't swear or you can't I don't swear remember much.
1: when I saw the big 4 if I, I, even still though that was a while ago that was 2012 it was 10 years ago i mean yeah. that I mean, was I don't metallica know. was still i mean they they've been doing that for a long time it's also it's also different now that
0: every single performance is on youtube yeah and every single thing you say is well and you know we've talked about this too though i mean Every generation rebels against the generations before them. And Gen Z is especially a, a um, their way of rebelling is to, you know, instead of, you know, Gen X, you know, with, with who was responsible for the Andrew Dice Clays and all of them. And then Gen Y, the millennials were kind of in the middle. But, I mean, Gen Z goes the other way. Their way of rebelling against older generations is by being like, you can't say offensive things. You know, like they would be they would it would be funny. Like if you went to a concert now and there were and and the singer got up on stage and swore a lot, it'd be the it'd be the teenagers who leave. They would their panties would be in a bunch and they'd leave. They'd be like, oh, my God. I can't! Oh, my God.
1: He said he said the dirty word. You know what (laughs) I mean? Are you saying you can't do that on television?
0: Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, That was such a great show um alance morriso she love. was yeah well i was canadian you know <laughs> All, but i, I mean both you're right the, both of the canadian women that were willing
1: to be on television were in that show that's um, true but, but you're right you're right and and that's that's what's interesting is that and i mean think well but it's interesting because i don't think metal has been a victim to that as much i mean Corey taylor still goes up on stage and i mean that's part of his thing you know what i mean um, they do the whole middle fingers and all the, get your middle fingers in the air. Just, and see, they, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I I mean, I haven't seen Slipknot in a long time, but I mean, I don't think that they've, I can't see Slipknot being a band where Corey Taylor goes up on stage and says, I'd just like to say, I'm darn happy to see all you, all you here. <laughs> I don't know, but of, I
0: would be curious. I mean, what,
1: what I mean, corn is huge. Do they, do they, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, Slipknot's lyrics are, are... Metallica... That's the thing. Metallica never really swore a lot in their songs. They would drop maybe one to two F-bombs an, an album. An yeah. yeah. But Slipknot obviously two, isn't a I difference. They, Corey was... F F, 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 He was constantly swearing and stuff like that. So Well, it'd because, be kind of of because Slipknot was a, you just don't get me mom band. Well, exactly. But that's what I mean. Like, you know, their their lyrical content is a lot different than, I mean, it'd be no different than Corpse Grinder going up there saying, I can't swear anymore. This next song's called I Come Blood. You know, like... <laughs> um, <laughs> like, okay,
0: you know what? I am actually, I just looked something up. Does oh, Corpse Grinder do a great job swearing? <laughs> He's
1: <laughs> Um... <laughs> <laughs> I would is, just like to say corpse Grinder did a great job swearing. <laughs> <laughs> he did a great job swearing. Um,
0: well anthrax did anthrax did have uh they did have uh, the, the F word in their in their lyrics um, but not often. no, no I mean it
1: wasn't wasn't all the time. I mean there was I mean Slayer was pretty much the only band that used it that often. And they didn't even
0: that come on, they didn't swear very often. They didn't swear very yeah.
1: often. They really didn't. No, they. I mean, they didn't. I mean, I mean like, later on in their career, they later did. On, like, like paybacks a bitch. Like that paybacks.
0: Yeah, that that is famous. I don't. I've never actually even heard the song. I've never heard the actual song. I've only heard. I've only seen him do it live. I'm
1: going to tear eyes that, rip your effing flesh off, beat until right. you're just an Evan lifeless carcass.
0: I, 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 um, I, I, I very well might have heard, that. but I, I mean, I've, I've heard it live. I don't know if I've ever actually heard the song itself, but that's, that's besides the point. Like, dude, Slayer. I don't know, man. All the way up through,
1: I'm trying to th- like, up through seasons in the abyss. Did they really swear very often? I mean I've never actually paid attention like that's the funny did. thing about Slayer is I've never thought about it so I mean and I'd actually, have to literally sit here and go through every song to, like think about it you know what I mean well and Tom didn't even on like well Tom never really talked
0: no but I'm saying like even on um on like decade of aggression where he does
1: talk but well he was I mean, too busy being like help him out <laughs> well no like when Tom talked to the crowd he's like thanks for coming War Ensemble, like he was never like a like get up there. Slayer was always one of those band. I mean, every time I've seen Slayer, it was just one after another after and they they played like a punk band where it was just like this song, song, you know, you know, they they would go from song to song to song, and like it actually reminded me of like the Ramones live album where Joey would be like, "Thanks for coming." One, two, three, four. You know, like that's. He, he, Tom was never a guy that got up there and said, hey, how you doing? You know, like, what you got going on tonight? Oh, nice. I see we got a lively crowd. Like, and I, truthfully, I think the only reason why he even did that on Decade of Aggression was because he kind of felt like he probably had to. Because every time I've seen Slayer, like, you know, their last show, like when they were doing, like, you know, their last tours. Like, yeah, he kind of was like, you know, hey, you know, I really appreciate you supporting us and everything. But he was never a crowd talker. Like, he, he'd occasionally, he you know, if he saw something going on, he might say, like like you said, like, to help each other out, that's what we're here to but do. he didn't banter. What's that? He, was, he didn't banter.
0: No. By the way, I'm looking, and this is what's interesting. So I'm looking at Slayer lyrics. They appear to have one track per album with one F word in it. On their first w- album, they say the F word once in Fight Till Death. In Haunting the Chapel, they say it in Chemical Warfare twice. It's twice. Because there's an artificial F in peace. Right? In Chemical Warfare. Mm. And then the F it up. No other time on that album. Then I'm looking at Hello8's, let's go, uh, Necrophiliac. He says it one time. To F the sinful corpse. And then Rain and Blood, I think it's like one again. Hold on. It's in criminally insane one time to take your effing lives i i this doesn't matter like literally how many he says it one time in the song silent scream in uh south of heaven and zero times in seasons in the abyss like they, they 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 average like one f word per album so um again it doesn't matter but when it comes to, like, vulgar language, now, Slayer had a lot of language that people might have been horribly offended by, but as far as, like, profanity, barely existed in Slayer's records. There, there's more profanity and appetite for destruction than every Slayer album in the 80s. You know,
1: like, <laughs> well, all of them put together. That's what's funny, though, is the thing about it is Guns N' Roses had to use profanity to kind of seem edgy, and, and, and I don't care what you say, and I don't mean you, I mean, like, I don't care what, what you say about that, it's, it's, Guns N' Roses needed to use, like, the profanity and the coarse language and stuff like that to be rebellious and to be, you know, everything else. Slayer well, didn't. I mean,
0: yeah, well, no, I mean, Guns N' Roses, I mean, A, that's, I mean that's not why their name is Guns N' Roses but it fit the fact that Guns N' Roses meant like half their stuff is really hard edged and half of it isn't um Duff McKagan was a punk was an absolute punk he was really into punk music so some of the you know some of the brash offensive stuff from that was second nature to him now admittedly Axel not not on appetite for destruction but on later albums Axel put a lot of that stuff in there that the band didn't know he was going to do. Um, very specifically, there's a song on Lies where Axel made other members of the band really mad. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, one in a Million yeah. on, uh, on Lies. Slash was really not happy that that was on there. Yeah. Um, like the song My World. Uh, you want to step into my world like that song the band didn't even know was gonna be on user illusion part what two that that one's on um I think I'd have to think um but like so yeah I mean there's that but I mean going what, what's interesting to me is you know appetite for destruction was the highest selling debut album of all time um I can't imagine it's been it's been beat but um at the time it was the highest selling Album uh, debut album of all time it's a huge album I mean it was huge for them and there are songs on there that are I know of people I do I know of people that were a lot older than me that would tell me they're like I bought Appetite for Destruction and I got halfway through the album and I threw it away because like I couldn't listen to this it was so you know uh songs like you're crazy you're effing crazy which by I mean come on so what? But, um, I mean, the song It's So Easy is, you know, It's So Easy's got some lyrics in it that are not, um, sorry, uh, stomach, are not really easy to, you know, to, to, to pass along, if, you know, um, I mean, and again, this just says the the, the one word, I'm, I'm gonna say it, but, There's that line, you know, you get nothing for nothing if that's what you do. Turn around, bitch, I got a use for you. Besides, you ain't got nothing better to do when I'm bored. You know, um, I remember, and even though I think the guy's a crock, whatever, I remember Dr. Phil saying to Duff McKagan, you know, about that lyric. And Duff's like, yeah, I know, I wrote it. And, I mean, that was – but, by the way (laughs) – there, dude, come on! There has got to be a part of "It's So Easy" that I see you just loving. I, maybe I'm crazy. Ha ha, ha ha. Um, I just see if there's anything Guns N' Roses ever did that you would think is awesome. It's that line of of of, um, of "It's So Easy" when he's like, "I see you standing there. You think you're so cool. Why don't you just f off? I don't know. I just." I see that being something you would – really you know, the whole – I see you standing there. You think you're so cool. Um, but, dude, that's the second track of the song. Right after the, you know, like the first big – I think it was the first big single off the record. You know, Welcome to the Jungle kicks that record off. And then track two, It's So Easy. You know, Mr. Brownstone's all about heroin. You know, I, I mean – there's and uh, mr brownstone has the F word in and i know that one does uh you're crazy certainly does um it's so easy certainly does so i don't know i mean it's, just, it's interesting it's interesting about and what's funny about that record is is how it how it's aged to the point where no one even talks about how that was a really offensive record at one point in time you know Come on, the first line of "It's so easy" is "I see your sister in her Sunday dress. She's out to please. She pouts her best." I mean, come on, like it's it's I don't know. It it's uh, interesting to me, I guess. That uh, I don't, but no, I agree with you. You know, they they were edgy. Slayer didn't have to swear. I'm totally with you that Slayer didn't have to swear. did did, did, did haunting the chapel? Did the song haunting the chapel really need profanity in it?
1: No. Well, that's the funny thing. I think the Thrash guys, it wasn't that they didn't want to. It's that they... I don't know. See, the other thing, too, is that, that Thrash... They they tried to actually craft smart lyrics, if that makes sense. Most of them did, yeah, I agree with you. Not all of them, but most of well, them did. Well, I mean, you know... Metallica I,
0: did, Megadeth, for the most part, did. And Thrash uh, certainly, certainly later. Certainly uh what's that? Anthrax certainly did. Scott anthrax Scott always did. wrote their lyrics. But I mean when and even still with anthrax songs when they would
1: swear they were still uh It was like to add emotion or to prove you know to do I mean NFL whatever. Well, that but, was a joke though. I mean But I mean But if you look at like but you know, I mean Slayer Slayer notwithstanding when I talk about like serious thoughtful lyrics, I mean Yeah, but their their songs were. A lot of them were. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, the whole Satan, Satan, Satan stuff, you know, whatever. But when they started writing about, like, you know, uh, the Holocaust and serial killers and stuff, I really think that they were trying to, like, tell a story. And and you don't... Versus, like, a band like Guns N' Roses or some of the glam bands who were just trying to make a statement. You know what I mean? Like, Motley Crue was just trying to be... Just trying to be They're, edgy. They were just trying to be lead.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but Motley Crue was trying to be the bad boys. They were trying yeah. to push envelopes. They wanted to be. They wanted to be the center of all the controversy. Um, and I mean, Slayer. The thing with Slayer though is they were working with Rick Rubin too, and uh, he did Rain and Blood, and I know he did um, uh, uh, Seasons in the Abyss. I don't remember if he did South of Heaven. I don't remember if he did. But Rick Rubin is notorious for working with bands on lyrics and things like that. So I would say at least by Rain and Blood, Slayer's lyrics weren't just throwaway. Despite the fact that vocals weren't really the centerpiece. Come on, vocals were never the centerpiece of any Slayer song. Uh, Actually, Payback might be the one example where they are. Um but for the most part vocals were not the the centerpiece. Um vocals were just kind of there in Slayer songs, but I don't I don't think their lyrics were throwaway. For the most part I don't think they were. Um <coughs>
1: I think it was I, one I of those things it, where they just didn't feel like they needed to say to do it, you know what I mean? I don't know. No, no.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. And Metallica didn't except for the couple of examples where
1: they it it made sense that well, they did. But Metallica, they, they Metallica, more than any of the bands, except for maybe Anthrax, you know, and I would say, like, you're right. Megadeth in the early days, I mean, look, the mechanics is not a thoughtful song. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you know, but I think that Metallica... Dave okay. was just trying to be faster and better. He wasn't... Right, he didn't, you know, but I n- think... Not
0: to say that he didn't... I mean, In My Darkest Hour is well-written. So is p sells. songs that... Yeah, p Cell's is well-written. But I mean, it's I'm a big broke? difference then. Huh. Than than the 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 lyrics that you would see on Rust in Peace. I mean, which are right, you know, which are well written. I mean, maybe not in every case, um, but they're uh, with with some notable exceptions, there's some really great lyrics on on Countdown to Extinction. There's some really great lyrics on Euthanasia. Um, I mean,
1: again, I mentioned to Toot Lamonde earlier that's an amazing song and the lyrics are really good. But I mean, like you know, if you look at Metallica, their lyrics are very well thought out. I mean, like they they wrote songs about literature they wrote songs about you know historical stories they wrote songs about like that made statements like songs like ride the lightning you know which is about the death penalty it doesn't they also wanted airplay right
0: let let's don't look metallica purposely didn't make music videos when master of puppets well they didn't have an option before then but they purposely didn't make music videos with master of puppets because they didn't want lumped in with music videos that bands like motley Crue were making they didn't want to make a vid- they didn't want to be around videos like the, like Rat and Motley Crue were making. I get that. but Metallica's goal from day one was to make more money and be bigger than every other band. That was always their goal. They wanted to be the biggest band in the world and they were not they 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 would have loved to have gotten the airplay. So in fairness, a lot of and you know interestingly enough, Metallica was not on that list. Right? Yeah. Metallica's not on that filthy 15, neither Slayer. Which Slayer, the Slayer part surprises me. Which is weird, which is why it's weird that they picked. Well, that that was, again, though, that was just people not knowing what like, they're talking about. Into the about. Coven versus, like, haunting the chapel? Well, again, because they were, they were looking for something because, honestly, the fact that Merciful Fates on there is just funny. It's funny because they weren't big. No, they weren't big. They were. I mean, first of all, they weren't an American band. Right out of the gate, using using foreign artists is weird. I mean, look, I get it that Lars was not born in America, but clearly Metallica is a, uh, a you know a San Francisco band and. um I'm aware that Dave Lombardo, you know, whatever, but like their um Slayer's an American band way more than Merciful Fate would be. And that's just like why, why would you why the Merciful Fate one's just weird. Wasp, okay. But in fairness, they were trying for that. Wasp was looking for it. They were a shock rock band. They they were looking for the attention. But again, take, you know, take Venom, who was not very well-known. Um, and Merciful Fate was not very well-known. And I'm not, that's not taking anything away from them. Guys, we're talking 1984. I mean, the Senate hearings were 1985. Seriously, Merciful Fate was not huge. King Diamond was a lot bigger. You know, Abigail and them were way bigger than Merciful Fate was in 1984. Um, and that's just in total fairness. I mean, they weren't, they weren't headline and huge shows. Slayer was. Uh, Maybe not huge shows, but Slayer was much bigger, at least in the U.S. Slayer would have made sense. I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised Metallica wasn't on there. Just because of something like, I mean, hell, even if they wanted to use Fade to Black and say that it was about suicide. Or whatever. Pick another song. Pick a song, you know, um, strapped in the electric chair. You know, oh, that's violent. Uh, or, or, I mean, there, there were, there were clearly, um, because Ride the Lightning was what, Ride the Lightning was out at that point. Ride the Lightning came out in 84. Now again, Metallica
1: was not big in 1984, but neither was Merciful Fate really big. What I find funny is that when they put Merciful Fate on the Filthy 15, like, they didn't release another album for nine years after that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I'm not saying that was a cause. I'm saying like it's funny. They're like, "We're gonna get these guys," and then like, Merciful Fates, like, "Yeah, King's going solo yeah, anyway." King's going solo, and you know, yeah,
0: it's it's I I mean, the, Abigail was like what 87. I don't I don't remember. I'd have uh, to fatal look, Portrait, I think, was 86. 86. So yeah, well, Ab- Abigail was probably like 87, 88, something like whatever. You get my point. King was about to go solo. It's just. Uh, look Prince fine you know he was big b- untouchable though um Prince was untouchable what, what were you gonna do to Prince
1: what I mean certainly not play him in basketball yeah certainly not play him he'd, he'd kick not. your ass and he'd, he'd and he'd kick your ass wearing the same stuff he wore on stage <laughs> the the thing about <laughs> the thing about Prince though is
0: like his music or don't like his music he was he was the most massive. talented he was the most talented I think he, would, he it would it would be hard to argue against saying he was like the most he was pretty much the most talented person of that era and I mean that because of his his ability to play every instrument in the room write all of his own music write music for other stars that made them huge and do all the vocals but also make a ton of money off it too you know, there's plenty of people that have that level of musical talent, but would never be able to translate that into making tens of millions
1: of dollars. You know, um, I watch, uh, well, I watched that skit. <laughs> like, It's, it's going to be shirts versus blouses. <laughs> He's like, I know where you got that shirt and it wasn't the men's section. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but yeah, I know. Um, but I mean,
0: let's, let's be fair. Like, um... The, the song that made Sinead O'Connor famous, Prince wrote it. Yep. Nothing compares. I mean, Prince wrote that song. So legitimately, I, and I don't need to go off on this, but it, it's, it's, it, no one would argue against Prince being a once-in-a-generation talent. I mean, for sure.
1: And, and he was so big. Like, what were you going to do to the guy? Like, nothing. You know? Um, I mean, at the time, like, you could say the same thing. Like, Cindy Lauper was massive at the time. Um, dude, Dude, think think about it this way. August of
0: 1985, right? Let me look. Dude, think of it this way. WrestleMania was 1985. The original WrestleMania 1 was 1985, right? I don't I don't know what specifically um what month. I don't remember. Uh it was probably early. Was it early in the year? WrestleMania is usually early in the year. Let me look. Um hold on. Uh, I'm just curious when the first WrestleMania was. Um, I know it was 85, because it was the same year that NES came out. But um, WrestleMania 1 would have been... Sorry, no one cares, but I do. March of 85. Okay, so I'm not wrong. So, end of March of 85. Those trials were August of 85. You're going to tell me you're going to hurt... The, because Cindy Lauper was at the first WrestleMania. She was one of the ways that, and actually, she wasn't at WrestleMania. She was one of the ways that Vince McMahon made WrestleMania work. She was part of the draw. Vince McMahon, to make WrestleMania work, you know, being the first pay per view that Vince McMahon did, the first, pay- you know, it was just huge. It changed the world when WrestleMania, and I don't mean that outside of wrestling, it was huge. But one of the ways that Vince McMahon made WrestleMania work was he brought Cindy Lauper on because he wanted someone who was really popular on MTV and popular with the kids. So really you were going to come on, you know, there was not one artist on that list that was going to be damaged by it. Um, so again, the, 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 well, the PMRC was just a joke. Um, I mean, this was before Al, this was before Al Gore invented the internet. But Tipper was just, she was just an idiot. I mean, come on, Judas Priest. Actually, Judas Priest w- was not happy about this. Um, but Rob Halford is a nice guy, and he doesn't like, you know, he doesn't like this sort of thing. Motley Crue laughed about it. Motley Crue said, bring it on, you know. Um, I, I highly doubt, uh, I, I highly doubt in 1985, Def Leppard was all that concerned no. Pyromania had already been out. Yeah. Hysteria hadn't come out yet. Oh, that was 87. But dude, post pyromania, do you really think Def Leopard cared? Hell, Def Leopard still had two they still had a drummer with two arms at this point. Like you know what I mean? Like they they didn't care. Black Sabbath, dude, that's the best one. The best one is Black Sabbath. Because it was from Born Again. Dude, ask people to name Black Sabbath albums. They're never going to mention Born Again. <laughs>
1: No, it's an amazing album. Born Again but is an I, amazing. I album. think I think when they mentioned Black Sabbath again, it was totally riding on their legacy. Like, oh, we know who Black Sabbath is. Well, they're one of those bands. So, like, and that's what the whole the whole PMRC thing was. Oh, the was, whole thing was stupid. Well, again, you had to have the big names. Yeah, I mean, y- I, you had to have a mix of you. See, it's just like it's just like when uh, when you ask somebody name your favorite bands or whatever, and they 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 think to themselves, well, I've got to name some some of the like you know. I've got to name some of the big ones so people know that I, like, know what I'm talking about. But then I also got to name, like, a few underground ones that, you know, just v- so I know that I'm not, like, a poser. You know what I mean? Very pussy.
0: <laughs> and I'm saying that in the different sense. That's why I'm able to say that word. Um, but and uh, uh, Jack Black gives um, – mentions that in, in High Fidelity. Yeah. Um, uh, what um, – but, I mean, it's the same respect of – Look, I, I'm aware this movie is garbage, but it's why Super Size Me was about McDonald's. Not any of the restaurants that are way worse for you than McDonald's ever would be. Because who cares about a documentary, you know, against Hardee's yeah, or whoever, it'll pick one. You know, they're not going to... Super Size Me was not going to be about the heart attack grill. Which is, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's that restaurant where... Um, I think there's only one now, but... they The entire menu are burgers, fries that are cooked in lard, milkshakes made with lard, and, and they sell Lucky Stripe unfiltered cigarettes. And it's something like if you weigh over 350 pounds and you stand up in front of the whole restaurant on the scale, you can eat for free. Like... If Super Size Me was about that movie, nobody would have watched it, right? You have to make make it about McDonald's because they're the biggest one. No one would have cared about the PMRC if they didn't pick a bunch of the major bands. But unfortunately, their Judas Priest and their Motley Crue, you know, Twisted Sister, whatever, those weren't. They had to – you're right. They had to have those big bands, but then they had to have a couple of examples that they could actually use that were actually offensive. Like, you had to have you had to have um, ACDC, and you had to have Judas Priest, and you had to have Def Leppard because they're big, but then you had to have Wasp on there just so you had an actual example of something to be offensive. Because you're not going to make the case if the only example you have is High and Dry by Def Leppard. You know? Um – you're not you're not going to you are you're you're not going to get a Senate hearing over the leaks lyrics in, in high and dry by Def Leppard. I mean, I can't There's there's nothing in it that's that bad. Yeah, I, uh it's about drinking. Okay. Mhm. Are you going to ban every country album ever made up to that point? You know? Are you going to – Are you, uh, seriously, Hank Williams, there's a tear in my beer. You know, I mean, the, the Hank Williams, the first. Um, you're going you're gonna to ban all those? It's just stupid. It was stupid. But, again, I didn't mean to talk just about the PMRC as much as I just – I'm just curious if any of this stuff matters anymore. I mean, like I said, you can get in a lot of trouble for saying something that certain groups in the United States or globally would be offended by – Um, I mean, let's be fair. If you put out, I mean, again, this is not a partisan comment, but I'll just be honest. Everybody I think can agree with me. If Slayer got up on stage today and every one of their songs had endless amounts of profanity, no one would mention it. But if a member of Slayer got up on stage and said, vote for Donald Trump, they would be boycotted, banned, and everybody would mention them. And guys, I'm not trying to make this about politics. It's just a really good example of how much controversy that would cause. That would cause way more controversy than almost anything else Slayer could do on stage. They could put, you know, babies on babies on spikes, <laughs> like um, Eddie Izzard with the babies on spikes. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie is. Izz- if you've never seen Dress to Kill by Eddie Izzard, you should. Um, but I mean, can we be, honestly that would that would be way more controversial than a whole bunch of swearing and a whole bunch of vulgar stuff. And I think it's that plays into the fact that a that's controversial and vulgarity is like I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, man. Like what 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 vulgar thing can you say on can you say that people can't Google and watch it actually actually happen? yeah i mean seriously like it's and, and, I, and i didn't mean to bring up the political thing it's just a really good example of just the landscape again I'm, I'm trying to talk culturally i'm not talking
1: i just i'm not trying to make this political but it is an easy example yeah use. i mean i agree with you No, it's it's a, you know I, it's 100 that oh, what you, you you can't it's harder to be offensive now meaning it's not okay you know what that that's actually a very very wrong statement it's not harder easier to be offensive it's not harder to be offensive now i think it's harder to be offensive about the things people were most offended with back in the day like especially when it has to do with music and pop culture like music and pop culture it used to be like i mean if you look at the filthy 15 everything is sex 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 sex, occult 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 sex 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 that's That's not how it is now that's not how it is now well like i said go back to you know
0: Jason Aldean, who's a country singer, has done something more edgy than any rocker metal band
1: has done in years, and there's no there's no vulgar language in it. But I think now people, I think it's you know what ha, what offends people has obviously changed. That's what I mean. Yeah. But uh, yeah, of course. I mean, but that that always changes over time. But actually, I think that we've seen a shift because. I mean think about going all the way back to rock and roll in the 50s people wouldn't let them shoot Elvis below the waist because it was always oh, filthy it was dirty and I I don't think that that changed until recently where again it's it's the 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 whole sexual aspect of of rock and roll and and being overt about that stuff I think that that, that went away now because well, you know what, what's funny though. What's funny?
0: See, here's the difference. And and again, I'm not trying to start crap by saying the wor- things I'm saying. But, dude, think of it. Th- let me let me pull that filthy fifteen back up. Right? Okay, hold on. Let me make a let me make a point about this. Okay. Pick something on here. Let's use ACDC. Let me put my love into you. Right? Let's use that as an example. Why was that offensive in 1985? I'm asking you, why was that offensive in 1985?
1: Let me put my well, love into you by ACDC. Of course, it was, I mean, not overtly, but it was sexual. Right. That same song would be offensive today, but not
0: because it was sexual, because they would say it's misogynistic. Eh, and I'm not- Yeah, I'm, maybe. No, do you know what I mean, though? Like, sexual stuff is not offensive now, but it can be in a different frame. Right. And, and, and again, it's just a cultural change. No one in 1985 was saying ACDC hey, is she, a bunch of misogynists. They're just going to be like, oh, no, that's dirty. And we don't want people listening to say that's dirty. Oh. <clears throat> when now they'd be like, I don't care how dirty it is, Pornhub's full of dirt, but this is misogynistic. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I, again, I'm not trying to go down any political routes. I'm just being, let's be fair, right? Let, let's just speak honestly. That's what would offend people about Twisted Sister now. And actually, Dee Snyder says he w- he doesn't listen to AC DC. Remember? And then a PMRC. Yeah. He goes, I won't listen to A C D C because I'm a Christian and they talk about hell and I don't want to listen to that. Well, interesting. Um But dude, then again, but he wrote Burning Hell. <laughs> well, yeah, which I think is a weird one for him. It was a weird point that he made, but whatever. Um But like Motley Crue back then would have gotten in trouble for doing something sexual and now they would get in trouble for
1: being, you know, whatever. Well, they they are because when the dirt came out, that was one of the things that people flagged them about. Yeah. Well that and again, that's that's the big um
0: you know, a song like F like a beast, like you know i i don't think it would cause the problems it would now except for i got pictures of naked
1: ladies well no
0: that's what they would say they would say they would say that you know he's guilty of they would try to say that 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 blackie lawless is guilty of revenge porn or something you know um and i sound like i'm making fun i'm poking fun a little bit but i'm really not it's 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 a it's a it's an honest statement about just the big cultural shift you know, but hey, we used to say this all the time too, though. Like, in in the early '60s, you know, James Bond would slap a girl on the ass and say, "Run along, darling, man, talk." You know, like the different. No, no one was offended by that back in those days, um, but you certainly couldn't say the f word in movies. And if you dropped the f bomb in a movie, it wouldn't it wouldn't be put out. It wouldn't be in theaters. Or yeah, where where nowadays, if James Bond smacked a woman on the nowadays. There's probably, I haven't done this, but I'm willing to bet you there might even be a warning before Goldfinger on Netflix and be like, you know, warning, misogynistic ass slap or something, something, you know, um, and, and again. I'm, <laughs> it's a I'm, hell of a warning. Yeah, it's a hell of a warning. Um, like I said, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to, co- I'm not causing controversy here. I'm not trying to poke the bear as much as i'm i'm really i'm just talking about culture it's it's a difference it's a difference in how this is um i wonder if explicit content on an album would be when we were kids would make us more likely to want to hear it i'd be wondering if gen z would be less likely to want to hear it
1: um well i wonder if they would be like that might trigger me (laughs) here's the well yeah, I mean, like they, they have to do that now. But here's the thing: I don't even know how you communicate that anymore. Because half the time, oh yeah, well, I mean, you can put explicit after, like I, I know when you go on on Apple Music and iTunes, it'll say explicit, you know, whatever after the title of the track. But there's no, more, I mean, there's no more. I mean, there are album covers, but the album covers now are so small. Unless it's half, you know, you cover well, up half the art with the warning, you're not going to see the warning. Here's here's something else that I, I just thought about now.
0: Yes, I agree that the PMRC hearing was stupid. But can we be honest? Back in our day, if an album had an explicit content on it, a, a sticker for explicit content, you realized it probably had a bunch of vulgar vulgar language. Because I can think of plenty of albums that had some F-bombs. Dude, Metallica albums had F-bombs on them and didn't have explicit content stickers. Master of Puppets did not have explicit content stickers. You know, there were there were plenty of albums with explicit, you know, there were plenty of albums with vulgar language that would have that, that, that explicit, that wouldn't have that sticker on it. So if you saw that sticker, you knew there was a reason for it, you know. Um, I mean, bands like Slayer probably asked for it. <laughs> yeah, well, probably. Whereas by today's standards, what's funny about, you would almost have to put that explicit content on everything and and when again i sound like i'm making fun but when 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 does it stop being explicit content and when does ev- when do albums start having labels that say like trigger warning they could i don't know i'm serious I, I again i sound like i'm making fun of gen z and i am but that's not why i'm saying it i mean i i do legitimately mean when will it start being you know trigger warning or like, like, here's a question for you: Would "Overnight Sensation" by Motorhead have an explicit content on it because of Phil Campbell smoking that cigarette? <laughs> yeah, warning. He's smoking. really going to town on that thing for smoking. He really goes to town on that cigarette on the cover of that album. You know, he's he's sucking that thing like he's trying to. He's sucking the chrome off a bumper when he's sucking that uh, that cigar or that cigarette. Um,
1: would they cover smoking. that up now? Yeah. I wonder. Cover it up with a sign that says warning smoking. <laughs> warning.
0: Warning <laughs> smoking. <laughs> That's so funny, you know. Oh god. Oh, I'm serious. Oh my god, that is That's so funny if you think about it. Right? Like how many like, if you buy the first Boston album, do they have to put a sticker over the song and say the song contains smoking? Like, I know that's the name of the song, jackass. <laughs> Would it be? Would do? They sell? Do they sell edited versions of the first Boston album that don't
1: contain smoking? <laughs> what about they put it on the Motley Crew? Uh, what was it, Theater of Pain, or which is yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Warning more than Smoking?
0: Warning Smoking. Um, you know, <laughs> well, cause you know, I think of like, um, like, like cherry pie, you know, there was the edited version that didn't have Ode to Tipper Gore on it. There, uh, there's a, there was the edited version of slave to the grind where if you bought it at like Walmart or Kmart, you would get slave to the grind and it wouldn't have the song, get the F out that wouldn't be on it. They used to pull this crap all the time, but I I swear to God I could just see them selling the first Boston album without the song "Smoking" on it. Um, yeah, but how do you what kind of, what, what kind of label do you put on it? This song contains smoking. It's like I know. <laughs> I, I, I would hope so that that is the <laughs> that's the name of the song, you know, or like. You know, think about think about how like the, the, the appetite for destruction. You know how there's the edited, how there's the unedited cover. You know, but today it would be like they
1: have to take out all the pictures where slashed as a cigarette. <laughs> Can you imagine? That? They, they just Can put they just put they just put it on his top hat. Warning: smoking. <laughs>
0: warning: smoking. I'm sorry. I laugh every time I see a movie or anything, and it comes up. <laughs> Smoking, <laughs> like don't get me wrong. Like I agree with the fact that cigarette advertisements should not be on TV. Like I get it, right? Because they they lied to people all the time. I, I I I have watched old cigarette commercials. You know, I know that you know Winston cigarettes were the sponsor of the Flintstones. Like, trust me, I get the reason why. You know, cigarettes shouldn't probably be advertised that way. But when you put a warning, warning, smoking, it is the. I'm sorry, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's just, it's oh god, it's so good. Warning, smoking. Like how many albums have pictures of artists smoking on them? And they, oh god, I mean, dude, go through your record collection. And look at every song that would have a warning label on it now, though. I mean, it's hilarious. It's, it's, you know (laughs) know what I mean? Like, like I shouldn't say half this crap because I'm probably going to get myself in trouble. (laughs) Warning.
1: smoking.
0: No, no, like, like I'm seeing high voltage, right? It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Warning, capitalistic, or I mean, whatever you know what I mean? Like, like all the things that piss people off today are just funny. Live wire could be smoking,
1: you know? Uh, <laughs> could be smoking. Oh god, oh god. <laughs> TNT warning: cont- explosives. <laughs> contains
0: explosives. Contains
1: smoking. <it. laughs> No, it's a long, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll warning stressful situation. <laughs> stressful situation. <laughs> can
0: I get can I sit next to you girl? Warning. Unfair to people who can't sit properly. <laughs> like Little lover, possibly offensive to short people. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> she's got balls it's fine, but every other track on the record is
1: offensive. <laughs> she's got <laughs> that's the only one that's acceptable <laughs> oh God, that's horrible, balls is fine <laughs> I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that but that's funny <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Now, finally finally <sighs> a song that we can actually listen to <sighs> finally a song <laughs> we can agree on a <laughs> uh, whole lot of Rosie <laughs>
0: Warning: offensive to Gorlock the Destroyer or whatever. You know what I mean?
1: Just like, oh, that's an that's an understatement. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not well, a whole yeah. lot. That's like all of it. Oh man, God,
0: shot down in flames. Warning: smoking, smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it's smoking. Oh God. Huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> stressful i just love the warning for stressful situations <laughs> stressful situation. it's so it's so t- i swear to god though i've seen that warning i i've seen so many outlandish ones <laughs> you know warning warning uh stressful situations um oh my god yeah here we go except burning nope warnings. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh my god God, could you just imagine all of the stupid Netflix warnings if we put them on albums today? How f- funny that would be.
1: There's a show for you.
0: Oh God, I want to do that next week. <laughs> let's do that next week. All right, let's let, let's let let's can it and let's make sure next week is yes. There we go. Unless we forget, I'm going to write this down. Hold on. That next week's topic will be my. Moder- Modern warning labels on classic albums. Here we go. What I need to do is I need to go through Netflix and just like scroll through a bunch of movies and just watch how many warnings come out. Dio Born on the Sun contains smoking. Contains smoking. Oh God. She's got balls. That's fine. That one's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's the worst thing. Ever.
1: <laughs> but I, in all in all honesty, though, the best line the best line of that song, uh, the, or not that song. Never mind. I'm thinking of something. <laughs> the Jack. She's got the Jack, and who knows what else? Oh man, she's got balls. That one's fine. <laughs>
0: oh all right uh-huh <laughs> oh man oh smoke him if you got them, folks smoke him if you got him warning we'll smoking oh, man. every eddie money album warning smoking oh man could you imagine could you imagine if someone banned Eddie money that would just be wrong it'd just be wrong I mean, if you want to ban him for overt use of a saxophone, that's fine. <laughs> Elton John,
1: candle in the wind, warning, smoking. Smoking.
0: <laughs> oh my God. See, it's see, see Cardi B is fine because she doesn't mention smoking. She did. If she did, she'd be thrown out on the curb, you know what I mean? Like Take this crap out of here. No more of this album. Oh my God. Oh my God.
1: Some of the, I mean, truthfully, some of the, some of the warnings I'm like, seriously, (laughs) like I understand when they say like coarse language or nudity or, you know, cause you're, you're trying to, you're trying to understand like, you know, can my kids be in the room? But like, I've never been like, I've never been like sitting there thinking to myself, like. We better warn the we better warn these we better warn these kiddos that if if they're smoking in this they're gonna have to cover their eyes until he finishes <laughs> yes.
0: look kids cover your eyes why there's sm- smoking. they're
1: smoking
0: that guy cracked oh my god well don't even get me started if there's alcohol in it <laughs> oh man it's like it's like it's like could you imagine thinking that the movie days the Confuse needs to be banned why they're smoking sm- they're smoking you know, the funny thing is if it was marijuana no one would care
1: no one would care. <laughs> I'm still laughing at she's got balls. That's fine.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, man. That 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 one will get me canceled. Let's just be
1: fair. <laughs> at least it's you, not me. Yeah, well, it was this me time. this time. This time. Oh, God. We're going to have to change our names to, like, <laughs> Dex and Ruff.
0: Dex and Ruff. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't let me start going by Ruff, because that'll just... That that'll just really, uh, <laughs> that'll just really set me off. This is um, welcome
1: to season three of the heavy metal hangover with Dex and Ruff.
0: Yeah, just so you know, if we disappear for a while, <laughs> um, for- it's because I mentioned she's got. Balls. It's, it's because hot. we
1: didn't. It's because we didn't warn anybody that the show could potentially contain. <laughs> well, you no, got, you gotta, remember, d- remember, Duff always catches on fire. We didn't put the smoke and warning on her. You, you know what? We have
0: to. We have to call this album, um, warning. Contains
1: smoking. Smoking. Seriously. <laughs> that's, now, that's now, as I wish, now I wish we could, we could do, we we could do samples. Because I'd be like, I totally have that mask sample ready to go. What's wrong with this one? Smoking. <laughs>
0: oh man. Oh man. Well, I, I I think we have to call this out. This uh, this episode warning contains smoking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God it's the name of this episode what i say album the name of this episode warning folks contains smoking <laughs> oh god i mean i'm just it's it's just it's 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 just too much it's 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 too much it's too much i i want to go upstairs and watch just any random movie
1: you know that's rated guy you know, <laughs> defenders of the faith free will burning warning contains <laughs> smoking <laughs>
0: Seriously, it's like I'm gonna go upstairs and put on a put on a, 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 a an animated Disney movie that's rated G, and it'll probably have contained smoking. Actually, yeah,
1: probably would. Oh man, the uh, Wait,
0: Lion King, yeah, contains smoking.
1: No, like, like Pinoc- uh, P- Pinocchio? There's all those kids are smoking cigars. Remember? Well, they should be. <laughs> well, they should be.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> They need a hell of a lot less Xanax if you could just let them smoke. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, kids, smoke some, smoke them if you
1: got them. I wonder, I wonder, is there a is there a warning before Pinocchio? Uh, there's a warning before Peter Pan that it might offend me in particular. <laughs> yeah, but nobody cares about you.
0: Um, <laughs> Warning contains smoking.
1: Oh God! All right. Oh, Jungle Rot. Jungle Rot's last album, Burning (laughs) Cinder. Warning contains smoking. That's just so funny. She's got balls. That's fine. That's fine.
0: (laughs) I, 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 I. You know, sometimes I think to myself I shouldn't have said it, and then I'm like. (laughs) Sometimes I should say it, and I just should, anyway. Um, all right, well, hey, you know what? I've been laughing so hard I now have to pee, um, which is never good, but hey, in full transparency, folks, I've got a tinkle, and uh, I I didn't bring a, uh, a bladder buster down here. See, dude, it's been years <laughs> since I've done that, though. In the early days of the show, when these episodes would go on to like three, four hours, and I would sit down here, and we would just get slitzed. I mean, I was getting toasted. I was normally because I was downstairs and I was in a coat and it was cold. And I'm like, I'm just going to drink myself warm. And I would just drink a whole big bunch. And um, I'd be like, oh, man, I got to pee. So I would get like a bladder buster. You know, like if you go to 7-Eleven, you get one of the like 64-ounce styrofoam cups. I just keep it down here. And I just be talking. I'm all talking, you know, hey, uh, I like uh, I like merciful freight and uh, blah, blah, blah. While well, I'm tinkling in a big cup. But I'm just too old for that stuff now, man. You know? I'm too old to pee in a bladder buster cup while I'm doing this show. Part of me feels like I'm cheating my audience by saying that, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, Warning. Smoking. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me, but it is. It is. It. It's just... It's, it's awesome. Anyway. All right. I say we get out of here. Uh, maybe next week we'll talk about... Modern, modern warning labels on old albums and why you should watch out for any record that contains smoking. <laughs> 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 oh god. Oh god, anyway. All right, well hey. It's been a lot of fun. Hey, as usual, we don't have any sponsors. We're not getting paid for this. Um so clearly everything in here our thoughts are our own, uh not anybody else's. And if you want to get a hold of us, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh you figure our show is going to be around for at least a couple more days. Uh, before we get shut down because of what i just said um so <laughs> you know hey if we
1: disappear at least you know why um yeah you said- you
0: you will have to you will
1: have to be responsible for this now yeah
0: i will be responsible i will take full blame if we get shut down because i mentioned the song she's got balls um we, it, unless we get shut down because this this episode contains smoking i don't know it could happen hey folks it could happen anyway well, uh, it's about time we get out of here. I want to go get a snack, drink a beer, and uh, watch Pinocchio. <laughs> not really. <laughs> but I'm going to go watch something. Anyway, uh, Rex, do you have anything you want to add before Just we... Uh, get be out careful.
1: Here? It contains smoking. Smoking. Oh, man. It's too good.
0: All right. Anyway, we will see you very very soon next week. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. We'll see you again next week on another episode. Hopefully not smoking. <laughs> on the heavy metal angle. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover
1: with your beer-guzzling, head-banging host, Rex and Dunn.